Hare Krishna. Today we will be reading from the Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, continuing with the introduction. We have finished almost half of it and we will do the other half today. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Ajnanati Mirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Melitam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupahakadamahyam Dadatisva Padantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutapadakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathanvitam Tamsajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Mitamscha He Krishna Karuna Sindho Dina Bandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Haripriye Vanchakalpatarubhyascha kripasindhubhya evacha Patitanam pavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namo namaha Nama om vishnu padaya krishna prishthaya bhutale Shrimate bhakti vedanta swaminiti namine Namaste saraswati deve <coughs> Gauravani pracharine Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So welcome back to this reading of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita <clears throat> we have read the preface and uh, that was in the first um, episode. In the second episode, we have done half of the introduction. <clears throat> so today, we will continue with the other half. So, alright, we will just go through this. Because this is actually the explanation of the first chapter. Um, we have been continuing already. Anyway, we will just do it. <clears throat> After offering respects to Lord Chaitanya, Krishnadas Kaviraj begins to offer them to Lord Nityananda in the seventh verse of the Chaitanya Charita Amrita. Let's go to the seventh verse. Sankarshanah karanato yashai Garbhodashai chapayobdhishai Sheshaschayasyam shakalah sanitya Nandakya ramaha sharanam mamastu <coughs> May Shri Nityanandaram be the object of my constant remembrance. Sankarshan, Sheshanag and the Vishnus who lie on the Karana ocean, Garbha ocean and the ocean of milk are his 
plenary portions and the portions of his plenary portions so he is establishing the the position of nityananda prabhu he is also called nityananda ram <coughs> because he is actually the incarnation of balaram <coughs> the author explains that lord nityananda is balaram who is the origin of mahavishnu krishna's first expansion is balaram a portion of whom is manifested as sankarshan who then expands as pradyumna in this way so many expansions take place although there are many expansions lord shri krishna is the origin as confirmed in the brahma samhita he is like the original candle with which from which many thousands and millions of candles <coughs> are lit <coughs> although any number of candles can be lit the original candle can uh, the original candle still retains its identity as the origin in this way krishna expands himself into so many forms and all these expansions are called vishnu tattva vishnu is a large light and we are all small lights but all are expansions of krishna so this is actually the translation of a brahma samhita verse i think many of you already know it it's 546 i think deeparchireva <coughs> hidashantaram abhyupetya दीपाते विवृतहेतुसमस्तादृगे चुतया विभाति गोविंदमादिपुरुषम तमहम भजामी सो द लाइट ऑफ वन कैंडल बीइंग कम्युनिकेटेड टू अदर कैंडल्स ऑल्दो इट बर्न सेपरेटली इन देम इज द सेम इन इट्स क्वालिटी आई एडो द प्राइमी विल लॉर्ड गोविंद who exhibits himself equally in the same mobile manner in his various manifestations so this is actually explaining how krishna is the origin of all the vishnu tattvas and of course of everything else everybody else but especially of the vishnu tattvas um the vishnu and everybody uh, all the narayan forms everything put together krishna is the origin and um, the example is given here that the a candle if with that candle if we light so many other candles all of the candles may have the same burning power but the original candle still retains its identity as the origin so that's that's what is being explained in that purport there when it is necessary to create the material universes vishnu expands himself as mahavishnu mahavishnu lies down in the causal ocean causal ocean means the the ocean which is the cause of the material world some sometimes people read this as a casual ocean you're not careful about the spelling <laughs> it's not casual ocean it's causal ocean <clears throat> because it's the cause of the material universes in this ocean the mahavishnu lies down and from his breathing many universes are coming out this is explained in the brahma samhita so this is how creation is made creation happened like this not some big bang happened and then an explosion and then everything went chaos no this is the causal ocean there's an ocean where mahavishnu lies down and from his breathing the universe has come out so this is real explanation scientific explanation of how the whole material manifestation ca- came into existence so we are studying science sitting in one place without all the telescopes and microscopes you know we are <clears throat> and without some stupid theories just sitting in one place studying krishna's books hmm? at the same time having full knowledge of everything material 
whether it be chemistry, whether it be astronomy, whether it be bio biology, whether it be physics, whether it be politics, whether it be art, anything is already explained in the Vedas, our books. So we just need to study these properly and all knowledge will be available to us. Mahavishnu lies down in the causal ocean and breathes all the universes from his nostrils. Thus, from uh, Mahavishnu and the causal ocean spring all the universes. And all these universes including ours float in the causal ocean. Another interesting thing is when I was a secondary school student, at that time I was already interested in astronomy and science and Albert Einstein and theory of relativity like that. So there was this article in the newspaper, I still remember I was... Um, I was 14 years old, yeah. So at that time, there was this article in the newspaper that um, some scientists have come up with a mathematical model of, um, and, and in their whole <coughs> so-called um, speculation or discovery or whatever, they uh, started to believe that there is a possibility of multiverse. They call it the multiverse. Multiverse means... <coughs> other universes may be existing this is not the only universe probably you know they were they were speculating like this you know uh, this might not be the only universe you know there can be multiverse so it was a big you know thought for them but for us Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said this <laughs> this universe is like a one mustard seed in a bag of mustard seeds <coughs> like millions and trillions and innumerable universes are there so, for us, it's no surprise anymore. Uh, it's, it's Everything is already explained to us by Krishna. So, we don't have to... Because as human beings, um, we have this... Um, what is that? Uh, tendency to explore, to know. Uh, so, that thirst for knowledge is satisfied to an extent by in the Vedas itself. In fact, we can know far more from the Vedas than by experimental knowledge. So Sunita Sharma Mataji is asking, <clears throat> can you further explain what plenary portion and plenary portion of the plenary portion means? Okay. So if we, uh, basically it's expansion. One second. Let's look at the, uh, no, not here. Um, we will go here, wait. I'm just trying to find the word plenary so that we can take out the dictionary meaning of it. But I thought we just read it. Okay, you know what? Let's go to the actual word. Plenary. Okay. Okay, here is plenary. Now, if you go to the dictionary meaning. Plenary means unconditional, 
which is not exactly the meaning here full is another meaning full unqualified absolute full and absolute so plenary portion means as you can see although it is said portion here is plenary expansion plenary expansion means they're absolute and they're full it is not like they are less than the original so plenary portion although it is said portion but it's not like a you know like a like a reduced portion of it is plenary portion or plenary expansion so like that so it is um, there is no difference between Krishna and say Narasimha all are Vishnu Tattva but still Krishna is the origin and still there are some pastimes which Krishna uh, exhibits which other incarnations don't exhibit other expansions don't exhibit you see like for example childhood pastimes only Krishna exhibited even in Ramachandra Bhagwan uh, life the childhood pastimes are not as expanded as Krishna uh, very brief mention is there for about um, about uh, Ramachandra Ramachandra's childhood pastimes, but Krishna's childhood pastimes are very extensive and full of uh, so many mellows. Especially the Sakya, Vatsalya, and uh, Sakya and Vatsalya are you know um, <coughs> brought to the fore in his childhood pastimes and in his youth the Madhurya pastimes are uh, revealed. So these are unique to Krishna. And uh, therefore, um, Krishna is the origin of everybody because he has uh, qualities which even Narayan does not have. So, but at the same time, Narayan is not something less than Krishna in power. So, it's the same same power, but at the same time, Krishna is the origin of all of them. So, that's a plenary expansion. So, portion of a plenary portion. So, Vishnu, he, when we say like... Um, like uh, Mahavishnu is a portion of a plenary portion. This is called Kalavishesha. Kala means, um, Amsha means plenary portion. Kala means portion of a portion or expansion of an expansion. So from Krishna, first expansion is Balaram and from Balaram, the Chaturvyuha, which is Vasudeva, Sankarshan, Pradyumna, Aniruddha. They are all Chaturbhuj, four-handed forms. And from Sankarshan, there is um, expansion again. Yeah, Bhaktivedanta says Swamsha. So these these technical words are used Swamsha, Vibhinnamsha. Vibhinnamsha we are. And Swamsha also there are so many categories. Swayam Prakash. Um, what is that? Uh, the other one. Uh, Swayam Prakash. Swayam. The other day we were actually going through the whole technical words and all the different meanings of the different kinds of expansions. So anyway, from Sankarshan, there is Adi Narayan, and then there's another quadruple expansion, Vasudeva Sankarshan, Pradyumna Aniruddha, and from that Sankarshan comes Mahavishnu. So it's like a from one expansion, and then from there there's more expansions, and then the more expansions, more expansions. So in this way, it is called as portion of plenary portion. <coughs> so in this way, the Lord expands into innumerable forms. Anantarupam, Advaita Machyuta Manadim, Anantarupam. So coming back here, thus from Mahavishnu and the causal ocean spring all the universes and all these universes including ours float in the causal ocean. In this regard, there is the story of Vamana who when he took three steps, stuck his foot through the covering of this universe. 
water from the causal ocean flowed through the hole that his foot made and it is said that that water became the river Ganges or Ganga. Therefore, the Ganges is accepted as the most sacred water of Vishnu and is worshipped by all Hindus from the Himalayas down to the Bay of Bengal. So, the Ganga river, in fact, this river flows through all the planetary systems of the universe. So, in the heavenly planets, it is known as Mandakini and in here, it is known as Ganga and in the, uh, in the what is that, hellish planets or planets below here, there is called Bhogavati. So, in this way, different names are there, but it's the same river, the, f- the water is flowing. Now, you may say, no, the Ganga has, you know, there's some glaciers there in the Himalayas, from there it is flowing. Yeah, actually, it is said that the Ganga from the heavenly planets, the Mandakini river, from there, the water is taken, not even Mandakini. Um, I, 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 maybe I'm getting the name wrong. So, from the heavenly um, planets, they are carried in these huge water pots and they are brought down and we, we can't even see these things you know, with our human eyes. So, and you know, they are transported to this planet Earth in huge airplanes, tanker airplanes. So, we can't even see this, this is very subtle, but that's how in the Himalayas, the Gangotri, you know, that, that's where it starts. And in this way, from planet to planet, although it, the Ganga river goes to the Bay of Bengal, somehow or other, they are even, the Ganga river again goes to the lower planetary systems as well. Uh, it flows down. It's taken by invisible carriers, you know. So, these are all mentioned. Water from the causal ocean flowed through the hole that his foot made and it is said that that water became the river Ganges. Therefore, Ganges is accepted yeah, as most sacred water. Mahavishnu is actually an expansion of Balaram, who is Krishna's first expansion and in the Vrindavan pastimes, his brother. In the Mahamantra, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, the word Rama refers to Balaram. Since Lord Nityananda is Balaram, Rama also refers to Lord Nityananda. Thus, Hare Krishna, Hare Rama addresses not only Krishna and Balaram, but Lord Chaitanya and Lord Nityananda as well. So, sometimes some people argue, oh, this Rama means actually Ramachandra, Bhagavan. Um, no difference, again, Balaram or Ramachandra, there is no difference. So, when Prabhupada was asked this question, he said, there is no difference between Balaram and Ramachandra also. But Balaram is the first expansion from Krishna. And Nityanandaram, therefore Nityanandaram, actually you will see the next verse onwards. Tam Nityanandaramam Prapadye, you know, Tam Shri Nityanandaramam Prapadye. We will see a few verses with that ending line. Um, so, in this way, um, Nityananda, Ram is, Nityananda is called uh, Nityananda Ram because he is also Balaram. So, Hare Krishna and Hare Rama refers to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda Prabhu also along with Krishna and Balaram. The subject matter of the Chaitanya Charitamrita primarily, primarily deals with what is beyond this material creation. <laughs> Just look at that. The subject matter of the Chaitanya Charitamrita primarily deals with what is beyond this material creation. I mean, the extent of this material creation already is not known to the, met- the scientists. And Chaitanya Charitamrita is dealing with something which is beyond this material nature. You know, how advanced is this? 
what we are discussing here is no ordinary book how much fortune i mean how much fortunate we are to actually discuss this most sublime knowledge which is very very rarely understood by anyone the cosmic material expansion is called maya illusion because it has no eternal existence because it is sometimes manifested and sometimes not it is regarded as illusory because there's no permanence here but beyond this temporary manifestation is a higher nature as indicated in the bhagavad gita 8.20 parastasmat tu bhavonyo vyakto vyaktat sanatanah यह सर्वेशु भूतेशु नश्यत्सु न विनश्यति येट देर इज अनदर अनमैनिफेस्टेड नेचर व्हिच इज इटर्नल एंड इज ट्रांसेंडेंटल टू दिस मैनिफेस्टेड एंड अनमैनिफेस्टेड मैटर इट इज सुप्रीम एंड इज नेवर नेवर एनाइलेटेड व्हेन ऑल इन दिस वर्ल्ड इज एनाइलेटेड दैट पार्ट रिमेंस एज इट इज सो देयर इज अ क्वेश्चन बाय सुनीता माताजी was asking does the universe come from the mouth of mahavishnu or from the breath of mahavishnu or from the pores of mahavishnu or from all three well he can do the function of each of his senses with every other sense angani yasya sakalendri avritti manti he can breathe to his through his skin skin actually in that verse here propas said nostrils but even his other let's see the brahma samhita 547 there's no difference between his nostrils and his feet you know that's another thing <clears throat> so there is nothing wrong in saying is coming from his nostrils or from his mouth or from his eyes or from his skin or you see from the pores of his hair huh reposing in the causal ocean with the infinity of the world from the pores of his hair enjoys creative yo- sleep yoga nidra so here it is said from the actually roma villaja roma kupaha roma like you know we we chant in the mangalarti song romanchakam paashru taranga bhajo vande guru shri charanaravindam romanch romanch means the hairs standing on and roma kupaha means the pores on the body so here it is said romakupaha jagadanda romakupaha from the pores of his body the whole body and propas just in this um chaitanya charitamrita he said that in the introduction nostrils nothing nothing wrong all from everywhere so basically beyond this temporary manifestation is a higher nature as indicated in bhagavad gita so in the bhagavad gita there is an indication of a higher of another place that is this 820 parastasmatu bhavanyo whereas chaitanya charitamrita deals with that subject uh, it is supreme and is never annihilated when all in this world is annihilated that part remains as it is the material world has a manifested state vyakta and a potential unmanifested state avyakta the supreme nature is beyond both the manifested and the unmanifested material nature this superior nature can be understood as the living force yeah. <clears throat> which is present in the bodies of all living creatures the body itself is composed of inferior nature matter but it is 
the superior nature that is moving the body that is the spirit soul the symptom of that superior nature is consciousness thus in the spiritual world where everything is composed of the superior nature everything is conscious in the material world there are inanimate objects that are not conscious but in the spiritual world nothing is inanimate there there a table is conscious the land is conscious the trees are conscious everything is conscious it's a very different thing in the spiritual world here a table is not a he does not have any feelings you know but in the spiritual world the table has feelings and it, the table can talk it's completely conscious so like that <clears throat> then uh, it is not possible to imagine how far this material manifestation extends in the material world everything is calculated by imagination or by some imperfect method this is true even the big big scientists whatever they say is just their imagination figment of their imagination like like the big bang where do they have proof that did they see the big bang why are they putting it in the, putting it in the science textbooks it's actually stupid for them to do so but they they present it as science what is actually their imagination whereas here we are taking knowledge from the from god krishna and his authorized devotees and this is rejected as oh this is some uh, you know some some faith they have faith in their own theories which which they cannot prove by any you know observance and experimentation nothing they cannot do anything uh, and they say we are you know just people of faith you know we are not scientific who is speaking what you know <laughs> we are actually dealing with science here full science <clears throat> therefore we can challenge all these scientists and prabhupada actually wanted he he was of this mood that we have to challenge the scientific community and establish krishna consciousness as the greatest science and even in the material spheres he wanted that uh, even in the case of uh, life life comes from life uh, life is not a product of chemicals so he wanted these things to be proved to the scientists and make the scientific community accept these truths because if they do oh we have a breakthrough because the soul the starting of spiritual knowledge will actually be imparted if the scientific community accepts it's very difficult because they are not so easily um they don't easily believe the words of god uh, being atheistic but we should make all our attempts so the devotees are always very merciful even though the person is an atheist somehow or other they will try to devise a means in which he can be somehow or other connected with krishna this is the um, mood of a devotee especially of a preacher so it is not possible to imagine how far this material manifestation extends in the material world everything is calculated by imagination or some imperfect method but the vedic literatures give real information of what lies beyond the material universe since it is not possible to obtain information of anything beyond this material nature by experimental means those who believe only in experimental knowledge may doubt the vedic conclusions for such people cannot even calculate how far this universe extends nor can they reach far into the universe itself that which is beyond our power of conception is called achintya inconceivable it is useless to argue or speculate about the inconceivable if something is truly inconceivable it is not subject to speculation or experimentation yes so if something is in- inconceivable god is inconceivable krishna is inconceivable 
that is the axiomatic truth we cannot oh how is he inconceivable if that was if that can be understood then he is not inconceivable <laughs> this is a very fact inconceivable means our minds or our intelligence is inadequate to understand him fully and therefore it is useless debating on it because debates are just a product of you know um intellectual you know formulations of thought and then exchange of them so intelligence is it's a material ingredient intelligence is a material ingredient of the eight material ingredients intelligence is one so how can the supreme lord be grasped ata shri krishna namaadi na bhavet grahyam indriyai he is never to be he is spiritual he is above he is beyond this so how can he be captured by material intelligence so therefore debating and you know trying to understand him through logic is a futile attempt the real way to understand him is to accept what he says therefore to to uh, ensure the sanctity and the um, sanctity of the message that how can we be so sure that what we are reading from bhagavad gita and bhagavatam is right so therefore krishna also gave us the channel the parampara system if you there are news channels sometimes there are fake news channels you know on on youtube sometimes they have some fake news or other social media so that kind of channels we have to stay away from there is a proper authorized channel ah uh, you get your news from there so similarly um in the spiritual aspect as, as well about krishna evam parampara praptam krishna has given us the channel the authorized channel the vaishnava parampara and it has to be an unbroken parampara system see so that's how um this is understood spiritual um, knowledge by the descending process avaroha pantha they are trying to learn everything through aroha pantha ascending process that means they are trying to get some knowledge and then and then slowly increase their knowledge but we are not depending on our senses to acquire knowledge and increase them increase them no that's a very imperfect way of uh, getting knowledge and we can never be having complete knowledge but when we accept the descending process of knowledge that means from krishna we are accepting the knowledge then that is perfect because he is saying it and we just accept it so sitting in one place just by opening this books we can know the entire knowledge of everything that's why it is said bhagavad gita 15 chapter 19th verse yo mam evam sammudho janati purushottamam sasarva vidbhajati mam sarva bhavena bharata whoever knows me as the supreme personality of godhead without doubting is the knower of everything he therefore engages himself in full devotional service to me o son of bharata <laughs> so here whoever knows krishna knows everything because he takes knowledge from krishna sarvameta dhritam manye yanmam madasikeshava as arjuna said i accept totally as truth whatever you say so in that way that's it we know everything that we need to know and then most importantly with that knowledge we are not becoming puffed up like what the scientists are becoming in fact it only leads us to krishna and uh, increase our faith and understanding and devotion to krishna only so this is what needs to be done proper knowledge should be education system should be based on this 
we can have science we can have social studies we can have history we can have geography geography not of not only of this planet but of the whole universe we have information of geography of many planets in this universe in the fifth canto you can see shrimad bhagavatam so many different atmospheres of different planets are mentioned and how much their speed and everything astronomy we may call it so all these are mentioned biology everything we can have just like what the school is having but from the vedas and in fact the main uh, subject matter should be linking everything to god everything to krishna because aham sarvasya prabhavo he says i am the source of everything you are learning with science history and sociology and politics and this i am the source krishna is saying how can you study all these things without relating it to me therefore ritartham yat pratiyata na pratiyata chatmani tadvidya tadvidyad atmano mayam yatha bhaso yatha tamaha in the shrimad bhagavatam it is stated there 29 you see o brahma whatever appears to be of any value krishna is speaking uh, lord vishnu is speaking whatever appears to be of any value if it is without relation to me has no reality know it as my illusory energy that reflection which appears to be in darkness so if you think that there is something it has n- no relation with me that is a illusory understanding uh, everything has a relation to krishna aham sarvasya prabhavo i am the source of everything krishna is saying so if he is the source then everything is related to him <coughs> so this education system is holistic education system and it actually is connected with the aim of life we are not distracted whereas the whole modern education system is distracting people from the aim of life and studying things as if they are not connected to god in fact you mention the name of god it is thrown out of the education system it is just as an optional private thing if you want to practice you practice otherwise you don't whatever it is you keep it to yourself that kind of attitude nowadays towards god so that's not going to help anybody hmm. that's why the world is just becoming a more and more chaotic place and people don't have answers like for example um recently there was this black lives matter movement because of the death of george floyd in america and people do not know how to even address the issue where to even start oh there's this, this, some discrimination yes and then the white supremacy and white people don't understand what the black people are going through and some white people they're saying yes we should be educated about this you know we should really understand the you know walk in their shoes and try to understand what they're going through we can never really understand because we never faced it so they're trying to understand this disparity but they're not coming to a, a, a concrete conclusion but we have it we have it and shri prabhupada showed how the international society for krishna consciousness people from all backgrounds huh, they have joined the krishna consciousness movement everywhere um, so this is the only platform which can unite everybody on an equal level because we are all souls still of course we have you know duties as man and woman you know like that but at the same time the whole thing is unifying this varnashram system it is based on varnashram system it is not based on any race and something like that it's just the the proper societal structure and that is also for working together in cooperation in coordination not in competition 
so nowadays the western idea is that everybody should be equal means everybody do the same thing that that is not proper it's a very faulty idea they have so the way everybody can be made equal is when we pandita samadarshana when we understand the soul that's when everything can be seen equally otherwise we will fail in this attempt so we have already the answers is just that we have to amplify our message we have to reach out there and make the make ourselves heard by these people it will be controversial and you know it will be oh what is this what is this but it actually has the answers this is not some oh, we are discussing hinduism here or some indian philosophy no 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 this is a philosophy for i mean this is facts these are facts these are not just theories or formulations in the mind nothing like that these are facts because they are given by krishna the creator of everything so achintya achintya means that which cannot be conceived with our senses which our with our mind with our intelligence so no point arguing about it no point debating about it just accept what krishna says um, but what krishna says not just any loafer on the street krishna or his authorized representative in the parampara system the guru authorized spiritual master bona fide spiritual master as propel said so this is so that which is beyond our power of conception is called achintya it is useless to argue or speculate about the inconceivable if something is truly inconceivable it is not subject to speculation or experimentation by definition our energy is limited and our sense perception is limited therefore we must rely on the vedic conclusions regarding that subject matter which is inconceivable knowledge of the superior nature must simply be accepted without argument how is it possible to argue about something to which we have no access the method for understanding transcendental subject matter is given by lord krishna himself in the bhagavad gita where krishna tells arjuna, arjuna at the beginning of the fourth chapter imam vivasvate yogam <coughs> proktavanaham avyayam vivasvan manave praham manurikshvakave bravit i instructed this imperishable science of yoga to the sun god vivaswan and vivaswan instructed it to manu the father of mankind and manu in turn instructed it to ikshvaku 4.1 of bhagavad gita this is the method of parampara or disciplic succession similarly shrimad bhagavatam explains that krishna imparted knowledge into the heart of brahma this is in the very first verse of the shrimad bhagavatam tene brahma hridaya adikavaye he imparted this knowledge to the heart of brahma the first created being within the universe brahma imparted those lessons to his disciple narada and narada imparted that knowledge to his disciple vyasadev vyasadev imparted it to madhvacharya and from madhvacharya the knowledge came down to madhavendra puri and then to ishwar puri and from him to chaitanya mahaprabhu one may ask that if chaitanya mahaprabhu is krishna himself then why did he need a spiritual master of course he did not need a spiritual master but because he was playing the role of acharya one who teaches by example he accepted a spiritual master even krishna himself accepted a spiritual master for that is the system in this way the lord sets the example for men we should not think however that the lord takes a spiritual master because he is in want of knowledge he is simply stressing the importance of accepting the disciplic succession the knowledge of that disciplic succession actually comes from the lord himself and if the knowledge descends unbroken it is perfect this is an important thing if the knowledge descends unbroken it is perfect so now prabhupada's books are there 
unbroken the knowledge is still there what knowledge was there when prabhupada was physically around is still available now and it's n- nothing difficult to understand so the the succession is still current because prabhupada's books are still uh, disseminating the knowledge it is perfect although we may not be in touch with the original personality who first imparted the knowledge we may receive the same knowledge through his process of trans through this process of transmission another important point even reinforcing although we may not be in touch with the original personality who first imparted the knowledge we may receive the same knowledge through this process of transmission In Srimad Bhagavatam, it is stated that Krishna, the Absolute Truth, the Personality of Godhead, transmitted transcendental knowledge into the heart of Brahma. This then is one way knowledge is received, through the heart. Thus, there are two processes by which one may receive knowledge. One depends directly upon the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is situated as a super-soul within the heart of all living entities. And the other depends upon the Guru or Spiritual Master, who is an expansion of Krishna. Thus, Krishna transmits information from both from within and from without. We simply have to receive it. If knowledge is received in this way, it doesn't matter whether it is inconceivable or not. Very important thing, you know, points made here in this paragraph. In Srimad Bhagavatam, there is a great deal of information given about the Vaikuntha planetary systems, which are beyond the material universe. Similarly, a great deal of inconceivable information is given in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Any attempt to arrive at this information through experimental knowledge will fail. The knowledge simply has to be accepted. According to the Vedic method, Shabda or transcendental sound is regarded as evidence. So there are many evidences. Um, Pratyaksha, Anumana, Aitihya um, and uh what is that shabda brahma so these are uh, methods pratyaksha means like seeing is believing by seeing we we accept it as proof so um, um, what is that uh, see it to believe it you know they say but actually our vision our eyes are very imperfect we can only see under very very minute circumstances many things we cannot see um, only under certain circumstances we can see if the light is off we cannot see if you know our our own eyelids we cannot see something that is so near to us no the nearest thing to the eye we cannot see the farthest thing we cannot see where is the end of the universe we cannot see and too big we cannot see too small we cannot see hmm? and ultraviolet we cannot see infrared we cannot see what we can see <laughs> if it's too hot we cannot see just i mean i mean we cannot even live if we go closer to the sun planet we will burn forget about seeing um, you too cold we cannot live so see this pratyaksha method of um, receiving knowledge that is very futile and even when we see we see it defectively like the sun is so big but we see it as a small spot in the sky only through textbooks of science do we understand oh that is actually many millions of times the size of the earth but our eyes don't say that our eyes don't convey that same knowledge when we see the sun it, it looks like a small spot only and like the spoon bent in half bent when it is half dipped in water it looks bent but it is not 
it is what our eyes are telling our, our eyes are showing us but that's not a fact you see so we cannot really depend on our senses and say that oh you show me god you know i i will believe it we don't have the eyes to see god so therefore there is not a very a reliable source of information reliable verifiable source the other way is anumana <clears throat> or inference like for example um somebody maybe is talking on the other side of the door and oh somebody is there in that room so i have not seen him uh, maybe i recognize the voice okay it is that such and such person that means i am coming to the conclusion by anumana i have not seen it none of my five senses have perceived that okay the ears yes it did so there is some perception and then i interpreted it in my mind and then correlated the information from past experience okay his voice you know voice recognition <coughs> pattern that nowadays smartphones are trying to imitate so we have this voice recognition patterns and then we okay that's that person so this is anumana but then it also depends partially on our experience right but if we change some conditions that things also may change for example i don't know if you have done this experience uh, experiment you know when you inhale some helium in your mouth you know those helium balloons of course it's it said that it's not so good for the health but if you inhale if you put that balloon and then open the thing and take in some of the helium in and then try to talk it will be the pitch is so much higher a, a, a man's voice will be like a woman's voice and a woman's voice will go even higher pitch you know it doesn't sound anything like our, our original voice so under different conditions it will manifest differently so again <clears throat> that's why we are called conditioned souls we are under these limited conditions and we are functioning our bodies are functioning um in these conditions only if if the condition is taken out if some other conditions input then we it, it's not the same experience therefore when scientists go to other planets oh there's no life on mars there's no life on moon there's no life on sun this is all um, rascal conclusions because they expect life to be on the other planets just as they would find it on this planet that's their defect if they don't see life as they find on this planet okay they conclude that there's no more life but it's not a fact moon and sun are such elevated heavenly planets that the standard of life there is so much higher than here that's what we understand you see so therefore we have to receive our knowledge from krishna that's the best so yeah we have actually gone through pratyaksha anumana aitihya aitihya means historical evidence for example um i would say now is rainy season after this there will be winter now if somebody doesn't know then he will say wow you are such a astrologer how did you predict that and when actually winter happens hey you know what you were right it is actually winter now how did you know how did you know it is just it historical I and mean, every year is happening it's just a pattern there's nothing oh so um you know miraculous about it it's just it here so history repeats itself as it said the time moves in um that's why it's called kala chakra it's it's a very very deliberate um word that is used kala chakra why it is called kala chakra you know kala means time chakra means wheel why is it called the wheel of time because 
the wheel has two motions one is cyclic and one is linear the wheel moves from here to here but actually while moving here to here it is moving in cycles also just like the wheel of a vehicle so it makes the car move linearly the car is not going in cycles otherwise you'll have a roller coaster ride no <laughs> so the car is moving linear but the wheels are going cyclic you know so time always moves forward but at the same time it has these cyclic effects and we see repeated um, what is that occurrences of seasons of months like after december there will be january it's not a big prediction it's just the cyclic process if you know the pattern we can say this so trikalagnya how some sages are trikalagnya because they know the patterns of how things work they know bigger patterns we know only smaller patterns like say now what is the time here in singapore 8:20 i can say safely that 10 hours from now the sun will be up in the sky <gasps> wow nothing nothing great because it's it's always happening every day so it's a cyclic process so that is there are small cycles which and smaller cycles bigger cycles bigger cycles bigger cycles and big cycles <laughs> you know, you understand like for example you know the clock clock there's the second hand the second's hand every 1 minute it makes one cycle that's the fastest cycle then there is the minute's hand which makes one cycle in one hour then there's the hour's hand which makes one cycle in one day so there are these kala chakra it's not just moving in it has these smaller circles and bigger circles and bigger circles concentric circles at the same time it's moving forward the time always goes forward linearly at the same rate undisturbed by any condition now, nothing can stop the force of time at the same time it has is having these cyclic effects but it's not that the time is repeating like the wheel is not just going at the same although the wheel is moving in a cyclic way suppose in the wheel you mark you make a mark here now when it moves and when the mark touches again the ground it it's different on the, it's different on the ground you see so the linearly there is a movement so it's not just moving here only it's moving like that so that's what i'm saying so it is different bigger 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 cyclic movements so we know to an extent of one day maybe one month after one month again the date resets to one like 29 30 or 31 and then one so after every month there is a cycle and then there is after every year there is a cycle or even between the years there is uh, in lesser than a year is like a seasons like summer season and winter season and rainy season whatever so these seasons are there so these are some of cycles we see we notice and then we have decades we have centuries we have millennia to an extent we can understand but then there are even bigger cycles like the yugas the four yugas 4.32 million years that's one cycle of the four yugas and then there are 1000 cycle of the four yugas makes one day of brahma and then similarly is the one night of brahma and within this one day there are again smaller cycles of manvantara avataras so if you see there are so many cycles here hmm so that's why it's called kala chakra it has two movements cyclic and linear 
anyway we've gone gone a big tangent there but coming back to the point in Srimad Bhagavatam, there's a great deal of information given about the Vaikuntha planetary systems which are beyond the material universe. Similarly, a great deal of inconceivable information given in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. <clears throat> Any attempt to arrive at this information through experimental knowledge will fail. The knowledge <clears throat> simply has to be accepted. According to the Vedic method, Shabda or transcendental sound is regarded as evidence. That's the fourth. Aiti here is the historical evidence. But then Shabda. Shabda means not just ordinary sound. Shabda Brahma. Spiritual sound. That means... As we know, Shabda Brahma is Vedo Narayana Sakshat. Um, what is that? Dharmam to Sakshat Bhagavat Pranitam. That sound coming from Krishna, that is um, Shabda Brahma. So that is an evidence and that is the most powerful evidence. Because that is always going to be true. The other things can have some distortions. But this will never have a distortion. According to Vedic method, Shabda or transcendental sound is regarded as evidence. Sound is very important in Vedic understanding. For if it is pure, it is accepted as authoritative. Even in the material world, we accept a great deal of information sent thousands of miles by telephone or radio. In this way, we also accept sound as evidence in our daily lives. Although we cannot see the informant, we accept his information as valid on the basis of sound. Sound vibration then is very important in the transmission of Vedic knowledge. The Vedas inform us that beyond this cosmic manifestation, there are extensive planets in the spiritual sky. This material manifestation is regarded as only a small portion of the total creation. The material manifestation includes not only this universe, but innumerable others as well. But, uh, but all the material universes combined constitute only one-fourth of the total creation. The remaining three-fourths are situated in the spiritual sky. In that sky, innumerable planets float, and these are called Vaikuntha Lokas. In every Vaikuntha Loka, Narayana presides with his four expansions, Sankarshan, Pradyumna, Aniruddha, and Vasudev. This Sankarshan states, this Sankarshan states Krishna Daska Viraj in the eighth verse of the Chaitanya Charitamrita is Lord Nityananda. So let's go to the eighth verse. We have read the seventh verse. Um, go to the eighth verse. Mayati te vyapi vaikunthaloke Purnaishvariye shri chaturvyuhamadhye Rupam yasyod bhati sankarshanakhyam Tam shri nityanandaramam prapadye I surrender unto the lotus feet of Sri Nityanandaram, who is known as Sankarshan in the midst of the chaturvyuha, consisting of Vasudeva Sankarshan Pradyumna He possesses full opulences and resides in Vaikuntha Loka far beyond the material creation. So basically, what Prabhupada is explaining in the introduction is the purports to these verses, you see. As you can understand, he's expanding on this understanding of these verses here. So they're basically like purport. Here there's no purport. But in the introduction, these are kind of purports to these first few verses of Shri, uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita. <coughs> Going back. As stated before, the material universes are manifested by the Lord in the form of Mahavishnu. Just as a husband and wife combine to beget offspring, Mahavishnu combines with his wife Maya or material nature. This is confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita 14.4 where Krishna states, 
सर्वयोनिषु कौंतेयमूर्त it should be understood that all species of life, O son of Kunti, are made possible by birth in this material nature and that I am the seed-giving father. So he is a seed-giving father. Vishnu impregnates Maya, the material nature, simply by glancing at her. This is explained in the Vedas. Sa aikshata sa asrajata. Just by seeing her, he impregnated her. So he's eyes can perform the activity of his genitals angani yasya sakalendriya vritti manti this is the spiritual method materially we are limited to impregnating by only one particular part of our body but the supreme lord krishna or mahavishnu can impregnate by any part simply by glancing the lord can conceive countless living entities in the womb of material nature the Brahma Samhita confirms that the spiritual body of the Supreme Lord is so powerful that any part of his body can perform the functions of any other part. We can touch only with our hands or skin, but Krishna can touch just by glancing. We can see only with our eyes, we cannot touch or smell with them. Krishna, however, can smell and also eat with his eyes. When food is offered to Krishna, we do not see him eating, but he eats simply by glancing at the food. We cannot imagine how things work in the spiritual world where everything is spiritual. It is not that Krishna does not eat or that we imagine that he eats. He actually eats, but his eating is different from ours. Our eating process will be similar to his when we are completely on the spiritual platform. Look at that. Our eating process will be similar to his when we are completely on the spiritual platform. That's why the, the spiritual master, Prabhupada, he is on the platform of Krishna, spiritual platform. Therefore, his eating is also the on the same platform as the Krishna's eating. So, when we offer to Prabhupada, that is also prasadam. Mm. Because, of course, he will offer to Krishna and then, you know, like that, it is offered. (coughs) (coughs) On that platform, every part of the body can act on behalf of any other part. Vishnu does not require anything in order to create. He does not require the goddess Lakshmi in order to give birth to Brahma. For Brahma is born from a lotus flower that grows from the navel of Vishnu. The goddess Lakshmi sits at the feet of Vishnu and serves him. In this material world, sex is required to produce children. But in the spiritual world, a man can produce as many children as he likes without having to take help from his wife. So there is no sex there. Because we have no experience with spiritual energy, we think that Brahma's birth from the navel of Vishnu is simply a fictional story. As they say, Hindu mythology. This is not Hindu mythology. Of course, the pronunciation is also wrong. It's actually mythology. But it's not any mythology. It, it's not myth. Myths are just like, you know, some fairy tales. We're not talking about fairy tales like Harry Potter and, you know, some Lord of the Rings. No, these are factual things. They're, they're not fiction. But... Because we have no experience with the spiritual energy, we think that Brahma's birth from the navel of Vishnu is simply a fictional story. <clears throat> we are not aware that spiritual energy is so powerful that it can do anything and everything. Material energy is dependent on certain laws, but spiritual energy is fully independent. Countless universes reside like seeds within the skin pores of Mahavishnu, and when he exhales, they are all manifested. 
in the material world we have no experience of such a thing but we do experience a perverted reflection in the phenomenon of perspiration we cannot imagine however the duration of one breath of mahavishnu for within one breath all the universes are created and annihilated this is the biggest cycle of time the biggest cycle the whole lifetime of brahma is one exhalation and then one inhalation and then one exhalation and in this way this is this is also cycle bhutva bhutva pralayate and when he exhales the universes come and when he inhales the universes go back into him so this is the biggest circle chakra in the time <clears throat> this is stated in the brahma samhita lord brahma lives only for the duration of one breath live um and according to our time scale 4 billion 320 million years constitute only 12 hours of brahma and brahma lives 100 of his years yet the whole life of brahma is contained within one breath of mahavishnu thus it is not possible for us to imagine the breathing power of mahavishnu who is but a partial manifestation of lord nityananda this the author of the chaitanya charitamrita explains in the ninth verse see how the position of because if these are not explained nitananda prabhu is just seen as like uh, you know like mm, you know maybe a devotee yeah nobody understands it's so bewildering especially chaitanya mahaprabhu and nitananda prabhu that they came within human society as if equals with humans and if you remember the jagan madhaya they even hurt nitananda prabhu and nitananda prabhu blood was coming out but you know who is this nitananda prabhu <laughs> you know this is the position of nitananda prabhu so krishnadas kavraj goswami before he even goes to the pastimes of the lord in his five features panchatatva he is actually explaining and um, you know um, explaining to us their real positions just like in the bhagavatam before we understand the krishna's raslila oh this is like an ordinary boy and girl affair yeah, this is good actually you know what i also want to do it so before doing that uh, we have to read what is the position of krishna the first nine cantos and then if we go to the 10th canto that to under the guidance of a bona fide spiritual master then we can have positive conclusive understanding of krishna's raslila it is not a cheap thing so similarly the pastimes of chaitanya mahaprabhu and nitananda prabhu are not cheap cheap things just oh there something happened in medieval bengal medieval india you know in 15th century and some saint came and no the supreme personality of godhead hmm. this the author explain of chaitanya charitamrita explains in the ninth verse so let's go to the ninth verse adilila 1 9 so try to remember because these are all descriptions and like purports of basically this first few verses for which there are no purports you see otherwise maya bharta janda sanghashrayanga shete sakshat karanam bodhi madhye ஒரிஜினல் 
partial representation of nityananda prabhu is this karanadok shai vishnu just imagine what is nityananda prabhu hmm? we we you know we gaurnitai oh jay gaurnitai nitai gaur hari bol but you know just understand you know although they they enacted pastimes seemingly human we cannot understand this but krishnadas kavras goswami in the end of uh, chaitanya charitamrita he says it is not possible to describe even one day's pastimes of chaitanya mahaprabhu even if one had the anantasesh with his thousands of hoods he is trying to explain the pastimes of chaitanya mahaprabhu chaitanya mahaprabhu's one day's pastimes he lived for 48 years in this world but even one day worth of pastimes if has to be chanted there's no end anantasesh cannot come to an end to such a narration just imagine one day <laughs> the most difficult uh, to understand incarnation is chaitanya mahaprabhu the most difficult because he is giving the at the same time by the mercy of chaitanya mahaprabhu we can understand to an extent to an extent and people can be liberated from this whole material cycle he although most sublime he made it the most easiest this is the special benediction so mahavadanyaya namo mahavadanyaya krishna prema pradayate krishnaya krishna chaitanya namne gaurutvishanama krishna when in bhagavad gita he did not give krishna prema he just gave knowledge about him and asked everybody to surrender after that only then the actual prema all start way after that but that is and that is explained in shrimad bhagavatam but the samam bonam of shrimad bhagavatam which is the raslila pastimes that gopi's love for krishna that highest thing which is far beyond the reach of us conditioned souls chaitanya mahaprabhu is distributing free of charge namo mahavadanya is so charitable this incarnation krishna prema pradayate krishnaay krishna chaitanya namne gorutvishe namaha so this is the supreme benediction of chaitanya mahaprabhu so we'll go to go back to this in the 10th and 11th verses krishnadas kaviraj uh, describes garbhodakashaya vishnu and kshirodakashaya vishnu successive planetary expansions of mahavishnu so we will go to the 10th and 11th verses now you see the first word remember and then the next verse the first word also try to remember you see <clears throat> uh, this is the tune of damodarashtaka yasyam shamsha shrela garbhodashayi yannabhyabjam loka sanghatanalam loka srashtu sutikadham dhatus tam shri nityananda ramam prapadye i offer my full obeisances unto the feet of shri nityananda ram a partial part of whom is garbhodakashaya vishnu mahavishnu we have read in the previous verse now garbhodakashaya vishnu the vishnu within the each universe from the navel of garbhodakashaya vishnu sprouts the lotus that is the birthplace of brahma the engineer of the universe who is studying engineering in the in the audience here 
this is engineering degree brahma got engineering degree he engineered the universe and he got the education from krishna how to engineer the universe the stem of that lotus is the resting place of the multitude of planets this is so important uh, nalam having a stem that is a resting place sanghata nalam you know <clears throat> this whole whatever we see in the, as the expanse of space is within this loka loka mountain which is surrounding the whole planetary systems and you know what is that loka loka mountain actually it is the stem we are within that stem of that lotus on which brahma is sitting we are within that stem whatever we see as expanse of space is within that stem of the lotus <clears throat> and that end is called loka loka mountain actually it is the walls of the stem of that lotus can you imagine <laughs> the lotus that big and that is sprouting from the navel of mahavish uh, garbhodaka shai vishnu how big garbhodaka shai vishnu is actually so it's very very difficult to understand these things you see and next verse you see here yasyam shamsha yasyam shamsha here you see next verse yasyam sham shamsha <laughs> amsha means part amsha 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 yasya amsha yasyam shamsha yasyam sham shamsha yasyam sham shamsha paratma khilanam पोष्टा विष्णुर्भाते दुग्धाभिषाये क्षौणी भर्ता यत्कलासोप्यनंत तम श्री नित्यानंद रामं प्रपद्ये यू सी यस्य हुज अंश अंश अंशः अ पोर्शन ऑफ अ पोर्शन ऑफ अ प्लेनेटरी पोर्शन परात्मा द सुपर सोल आई ऑफर माय रिस्पेक्टफुल ओबेसेंसेस अंडर द फीट ऑफ श्री नित्यानंद राम whose secondary part is the vishnu lying in the ocean of milk that kshirodaka shai vishnu is the super soul of all living entities and the maintainer of all the universes seshanag is his further sub part see these are the this is the position of nithyananda prabhu let's go back In the tenth and eleventh verses, Krishna Das Kaviraj describes Garbhodaka Shai Vishnu and Shirodaka Shai Vishnu, successive planetary expansions of Mahavishnu. Brahma appears upon a lotus growing from the navel of Garbhodaka Shai Vishnu, and within the stem of that lotus are so many planetary systems. Then Brahma creates the whole of human society, animal society, everything. Shirodaka Shai Vishnu lies on the ocean, the milk ocean within the universe. Where is the milk ocean within the universe? So there is this planet called the Shweta Dweepa. The Shweta Dweepa means Dweepa means an island. So a planet is also referred to an island, referred to as an island because an island is a piece of land in the expanse of water, in the midst of an expanse of water. Now, why are these um, planets known as uh, Dweepa? Because they are in the expanse on the ocean of space. The space is also an ocean, and in that ocean of space these planets are dweepas or islands so shweta dweepa there is a planet called shweta dweepa which is higher than even lord brahma's planet um shweta means white 
Shvetadvipa means white planet. Why is it white planet? Because of the ocean of milk that is there in the planet. And on that planet, the Lord resides as Kshirodakashai Vishnu. Kshira means milk. Udaka means ocean. Shai means one who lies down. So he lies down on the ocean of milk and his expansion is the Paramatma which is sitting in everyone's heart. The Paramatma who is sitting in everyone's heart is the expansion of Kshirodakashai Vishnu. Kshirodakashai Vishnu lies on the milk ocean within the universe of, of which he is the controller and maintainer. Huh? <clears throat> Thus, Brahma is the creator, Vishnu is the maintainer and when the time of Time for annihilation arrives, Shiva Shiva will finish everything. <coughs> In the first 11 verses of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami thus discusses Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as Sri Krishna himself, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and Lord Nityananda as Balaram. So these are the 11 verses. So first 6 verses are about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and the next 5 verses are about Nityananda Prabhu. Um, so he discusses Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as Sri Krishna himself, the Supreme Personality of Godhead and Lord Nithyananda as Balram, the first expansion of Krishna. Then in the 12th and 13th verses, he describes Advaitacharya, two verses for Advaitacharya, who is another principal associate of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's and an incarnation of Mahavishnu. So let's look at the Advaitacharya verse, two verses. 12th verse. Mahavishnur Jagat Karta Mayaya Srijat Yadaha Tasyavatara Evayam Advaita Charya Ishwaraha. Lord Advaita Charya is the incarnation of Mahavishnu, whose main function is to create the cosmic world through the actions of Maya. Advaitam Harina Advaitad Acharyam Bhakti Samsanat. Bhaktavataram ishantam advaitacharyam ashraye Because he is non-different from Hari, the Supreme Lord, he is called Advaita. And because he propagates the cult of devotion, he is called Acharya. He is the Lord and the incarnation of the Lord's devotee. Therefore, I take shelter of him. Uh, I think all of you, I expect all of you to know who is Advaita Acharya in the Panchatattva? Let me see if I can take out. Okay, let's take this picture. I'll try to show it on the screen. Oh, that's so small. Okay, wait one second. Just give me some time. The resolution is bad. I'm not going to get a very high quality image. That's what I'm looking for, a high quality image. Let's see if this works. This should probably work. Okay, I just give me a second. Okay, here we go. So, let's see if I can show this on the screen. 
Um, okay, here we go. There's a little bit of a distortion there, so maybe I will make it a square. I have to move a bit here. Okay. If I move myself here. Now you see. You see this? So, we are talking about this Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. I think most of you already know. But just in case if somebody is watching this and they do not know whom we are talking about. So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Nityananda Prabhu in the blue. In the center is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And the blue dhoti, blue dress is Nityananda Prabhu. And here on the far left is Advaita Acharya, whom we are learning that he is actually incarnation of Mahavishnu. Advaita Acharya. And this is in the red dhoti, he is Gadadhar Pandit. He is incarnation of Srimati Radharani. And this is Srivas on the far right, is um, incarnation of Naradmuni. So this is what we are trying to understand here. Hmm? So coming back here. Alright. <clears throat> so these are the descriptions of Advaita Acharya. So then in the twelfth and thirteenth verses. He describes Advaita Acharya, who is another principal associate of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and an incarnation of Mahavishnu. Thus, Advaita Acharya is also the Lord, or more precisely, an expansion of the Lord. Uh, the word Advaita means non-dual, and his name is such because he is non-different from the Supreme Lord. He is also called Acharya teacher because he has dis he disseminated Krishna consciousness. In this way, he is just like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Although Lord Chaitanya is Sri Krishna himself, he appeared as a devotee to teach people in general how to love Krishna. Similarly, although Advaita Acharya is the Lord, he appeared just to distribute the knowledge of Krishna consciousness. <coughs> Thus, he is also the Lord incarnated as a devotee. See, to reclaim us, the Lord is coming in so many features, so many ways, just to reclaim us. You see, how he is merciful. He is coming personally down. In the pastimes of Lord Chaitanya, Krishna is manifested in five different features known as the Panchatattva, to whom... Srila Krishnadas Kavaraj offers his obeisances in the 14th verse of the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Krishna and his associates appear as devotees of the Supreme Lord in the form of Sri Krishna Chaitanya, Sri Nityananda Prabhu, Sri Advaita Acharya, Sri Gadadhar Prabhu and Sri uh, Vas Prabhu. In all cases, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the source of energy for all his devotees. Since this is the case, if we take shelter of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu for the successful execution of Krishna consciousness, we are sure to make progress. In a devotional song, Narutam Das Thakur sings, My dear Lord Chaitanya, please have mercy upon me. There is no one who is as merciful as you. My plea is most urgent because your mission is to deliver all fallen souls and no one is more fallen than I. Therefore, I beg priority. Now, let's look at the 14th verse. Panchatattvatmakam Krishnam Bhaktarupasvarupakam Bhaktavataram Bhaktakyam Namami Bhaktashaktikam I offer my obeisances under the Supreme Lord Krishna who is non-different from his features as a devotee, devotional incarnation, devotional manifestation, pure devotee and devotional energy. 
So although these five things look like very similar, very closely related, they are, but actually they, they are also different, different uh, aspects of devotion, bhakti. So they have incarnated as five persons like that to teach us. That is the panchatattva. <clears throat> With verse 15, Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami begins offering his obeisances directly to Krishna himself. Krishnadas Kaviraj was an inhabitant of Vrindavan and a great devotee. He had been living with his family in Katwa, a small town in the district of Burdwan in Bengal. He worshipped Radha Krishna with his family and once, when there was some misunderstanding among his family members about devotional service, he was advised by Nityananda Prabhu in a dream to leave home and go to Vrindavan. Although he was very old, he started out that very night and went to live in Vrindavan. While he was there, he met some of the Goswamis, principal disciples of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He was requested to write the Chaitanya Charitamrita by the devotees of Vrindavan. Although he began this work at a very old age, by the grace of Lord Chaitanya, he finished it. Today, it remains the most authoritative book on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's philosophy and life. So, let's go to the 15th verse. One fifteen. Jayatam suratao pangor mama manda mater gati matsarvasvapadam bhojao radha madana mohanao. Glory to the all merciful Radha and Madan Mohan. I am lame and ill advised, yet they are yet they are my directors and the lotus feet are everything to me. And this is a prayer to Radha Madan Mohan. So Madan Mohan is considered the um, presiding deity for the Sambandha Gyan. Sambandha Gyan. That means the so Vedas are divided into three parts. The whole science of Krishna consciousness is divided into three parts: Sambandha, Abhideya, and Prayojana. Sambandha means the knowledge which establishes our relationship with Krishna. That is a Sambandha Gyan. And Abhideya means the scriptures, the scriptural rules and regulations for execution of devotional service. And finally, prayojan means the goal of devotional service, which is love of Godhead. So, each of these aspects of Krishna consciousness, the Sambandha Gyan, the Abhideya Gyan and the Prayojana Gyan, um, they have presiding deities. So, Madan Mohan is the presiding deity for Sambandha Gyan. So, this will more elaborately explain in the first chapter, actually verse 17, 17 maybe? No, seven or 20, something like that. Uh, the whole purport is very nice explanation is given but for now we are just reading the introduction so we'll go through it as and when we going we are going through the verses then we will go through the whole purport and understand that um. oh. okay one second we will go back to the Introduction of CC. So here. When Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami was living in Vrindavan. There were not very many temples. 
at that time the three principal temples were those of Madan Mohan, Govindaji and Gopinath. As a resident of Vrindavan, Krishnadas Kaviraj offers his respects to the deities in these temples and requests God's favour. My progress in spiritual life is very slow, so I am asking your help. So this is how we have to also pray. They are teaching us how to pray to the Lord. We should pray to the Lord. Mama Mandamater Gati Jayatam Suratau Pangor Pangor Pango means I am lame. You know, uh, I am very very slow in this uh, devotional service, in my spiritual progress. So I am Mandamater Gati, I am very dull intelligence. So, Matsarvasapadam Bhoja Radha Madan Mohan. Your lotus feet, Radha Madan Mohan, are everything to me. I need your mercy. So, that is the whole prayer here. Um, in the 15th verse of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Krishna offers his obeisances to the Madan Mohan Vigraha, the deity who can help us progress in Krishna consciousness. In the execution of Krishna consciousness, our first business is to know Krishna and our relationship with him. To know Krishna is to know oneself and to know oneself is to know one's relationship with Krishna. Since this relationship can be learned by worshipping the Madan Mohan Vigraha, Krishnadas Kavraj Goswami first establishes his relationship with him. So, in our temple also the deities are called Radha Madan Mohan. So, in this way, by why Madan Mohan? That will be explained in that purport I said in the, I think 20th verse of the first Adalila, first chapter. We will, we will learn more in that as we read that one. So, for, for now, we will just accept, alright? <coughs> Krishnadas Kavraj Goswami first establishes his relationship with him. When this is established, in the 16th verse, Krishnadas offers his obeisances to the functional deity Govinda. This is the function, the devotional functions or the devotional activities that we need to do, the functions of a devotee. This is Abhideya. That's why it's called functional deity. That means, uh, not that other deities are not functional. It's not like that. Because he is the presiding deity for the devotional functions or the devotional activities. Uh, Abhideya is the Abhideya Adhideva uh, Govinda, Radha Govinda. So that verse is the next verse, 16th verse. So we will see the verse and come here back again. Divyadvrindaranya Kalpadrumadha Srimadratnagara Simhasanasthau Srimadradha Srila Govinda Devau Preshthali Bhissevyamanausmarami In a temple of jewels in Vrindavan underneath a desire tree, Sri Sri Radha Govinda, served by their most confidential associates, sit upon an effulgent throne. I offer my humble obeisances unto them. So this is his prayer to the Radha Govinda deity. This Radha Govinda deity is now in Jaipur actually. After the Mughal invasion, um, the, the deities were transported to Jaipur. And even now, they are, they are there. You can see, go and see Radha Govinda temple. Very beautiful deities. Um, The Govinda deity is called the functional deity because he shows us how to serve Radha and Krishna. The Madan Mohan deity simply establishes that I am your eternal servant. With Govinda, however, there is actual acceptance of service. Govinda resides eternally in Vrindavan. Uh, in the spiritual world of, of Vrindavan, the buildings are made of touchstone. The cows are known as Surabhi cows, givers of abundant milk. 
and trees are known as wish fulfilling trees kalpavriksham kalpadrumadha for they yield whatever one desires in vrindavan krishna herds the surabhi cows and he is worshiped by hundreds and thousands of gopis cowherd girls who are all goddesses of fortune this is explained in the brahma samhita when krishna descends to the material world the same vrindavan descends with him therefore aradhyo bhagavan vrajeshatanayas taddham vrindavanam so this is chaitanya mahaprabhu's philosophy we have to worship krishna and his vrindavan dham equally on an equal level um the same vrindavan descends with him just as an entourage accompanies an important personage like when a when a president comes his whole team comes with him like that when krishna comes who is the president of the entire material and spiritual worlds his whole team comes all his devotees everybody will come in fact there will be there will be an advance party some of them come first before even krishna comes just like you know when some important person is coming you know his team members first go there and then make all the make sure all the arrangements are properly laid out and then the important person personality will come out so similarly there is an advance party when krishna comes so that advance party uh, they become the parents of krishna they become the elders of krishna in that incarnation like nanda maharaj yashoda vasudev devaki so all of them were sent first and after that krishna came and after krishna of course there are others who will come in the in the whole drama that krishna enacts here in this material world for the deliverance of conditioned souls he has all these schedules okay you go this time you go this time there's a full plan you see <clears throat> so understanding that now one is considered to exist okay because when krishna comes his land also comes vrindavan is considered to exist beyond the material world therefore devotees take shelter of the vrindavan in india for it is considered to be a replica of the original vrindavan although one may complain that no kalpavriksha wish fulfilling wish fulfilling trees exist there when the goswamis were there kalpavriksha was present were present it is not that one can simply go to such a tree and make demands <laughs> the desire fulfilling wish fulfilling tree means the tree is they fulfill any wish <laughs> now prabhu is saying that although one may complain that no kalpavriksha wish fulfilling trees exist there when the goswamis were there kalpavriksha were present but it is not that one can simply go to such a tree and make demands go to one tree and ask all kinds of hey i want this i want that go to one tree and like a madman like a stupid fellow ask the tree so many things no one must first become a devotee because the wish fulfilling tree will give everything that can be used in krishna's service <laughs> not whatever we want you know hmm so it is not that one can simply go to such a tree and make demands one must first become a devotee <laughs> the goswamis would live under a tree for one night only and the trees would satisfy all their desires for the common man this may this may all seem very wonderful but as one makes progress in devotional service all this can be realized you know um even bhaktivinoda thakur wrote this uh, bhavadvip um, sorry navadvip bhav um taranga and navadvip dham mahatmya therein he he describes a, a very opulent garden called ishodyan the the lord's garden ishodyan so he he describes navadvip as this very 
grand huge garden beautiful garden with so many things there you know he describes in um in great detail but actually if we go to navadweep we will just find one hut and you know some of course now there are many pilgrims at that time there was just like one cottage and that's it but now there are okay pilgrims going but still we can't um fathom the explanations that are given by bhaktivinoda thakur we cannot see such things these are only seen by the um perfected devotees they can actually see the real vrindavan kabe hame herabo shri vrindavan that song is there by narottam das thakur if rupa raghunath pade hoibe akuti if the rupa rupa goswami raghunath goswami uh, give me mercy then i will be able to see vrindavan with these two eyes these two eyes so that means now when we see vrindavan we don't really see the real vrindavan because of our material contamination um, we may commit offenses oh vrindavan is dirty place actually these are all offensive mentalities so only those who are pure in spiritual realization they can actually understand that vrindavan is everywhere in fact prabhupada saw it like that everywhere is vrindavan hmm. they can they are always in vrindavan they are never out of vrindavan at all one second this trying to make it even okay so that's how we should understand for the common man all this may seem very wonderful but as one makes progress in devotional service all this can be realized and we cannot imitate these things at this point not even in the near future not even in the far future and even if we can see we should not hey you know what i see i see that means that's a sign that the person is not seeing a real person who is seeing he he will not speak like that there are signs and symptoms we cannot imitate one aspect of devotional service and then fake the other and then you know try to live because one day the the fake is going to come out so better we stick to our own status wherever we are and sincerely make progress not try to trying to imitate yeah prabhu i saw actually the garden you know i saw this i had this vision well keep it to yourself um in fact there was one <laughs> um there was one <laughs> um uh, one person stole prabhupad like this prabhupad when i'm chanting hare krishna hare krishna i'm seeing this very bright light you know i'm seeing this very bright light then um, prabhupad said hmm you chant more the light will go away <laughs> prabhupad was so sharp you know at the same time he was mild you know he did not really chastise the person he said oh you you see like that oh okay you chant more you chant more and the light will go away <laughs> so these these are not the real things about uh, chanting chanting means one must actually become a proper devotee and that that is what um, is needed all these these miracle things these will be revealed when one is actually perfect so until then we follow the vaidhi bhakti and understand that these things are there you know the real vrindavan actually whatever is vrindavan on earth is actually the replica of vrindavan in the golok vrindavan but at the same time we we are unable to fully comprehend it even hardly any comprehension about it at all and um, we should go with just an a- attitude of respect for the whole place and even the temple should be considered the same so like that we have to understand that's why if we if we don't consider like this we will commit dham aparad that means offense to the holy place whether it be the temple the temple is also non different from vrindavan 
so the temple or the holy place of vrindavan in in india all these are spiritual places we cannot uh, consider them as ordinary places they are not vrindavan is actually experienced as it is by persons who have stopped trying to derive pleasure from material enjoyment this is important when will my mind be become cleansed of all hankering for material enjoyment so i will be able to see vrindavan one great devotee asks actually this is by bhaktivinod thakur in that kabe habe bolo she dinamar kabe habe bolo she dinamar so that's a very beautiful song by bhaktivinod thakur in that song he sings like that um <clears throat> when will my mind become cleansed of all hankering for hankering for material enjoyment and so i will be able to see vrindavan the more krishna conscious we become and the more we advance the more everything is revealed as spiritual in fact for the pure devotee there is no material world he does not see the material world at all he sees only the spiritual world how how is that because as much as we awaken our devotional consciousness therefore the the pure devotee does not even ask that take me back to the spiritual world he is already in the spiritual world jivan mukta so as one progresses in devotional service then one one sees that nothing is actually material everything is spiritual because he sees the lord in everything thus krishnadas kaviraj goswami considered the vrindavan in india to be as good as the vrindavan in the spiritual sky and in the 16th verse of chaitanya charitamrita he describes radharani and krishna as seated beneath a wish fulfilling tree in vrindavan on a throne decorated with valuable jewels there krishna's dear gopi friends serve radha and krishna by singing dancing offering betel nuts and refreshments and decorating the lordships with flowers even today in india people decorate swinging thrones and recreate the scene during the month of july august generally at that time people go to vrindavan to offer their respects to the deities there so let's see let's see that verse um hadi 1 i think 16 no 17 oh well, this is 16 only okay all right finally krishnadas kaviraj goswami offers his blessings to all, to his readers in the name of the gopinath deity who is krishna as master and proprietor of the gopis when krishna played upon his flute all the gopis or cowherd girls were attracted by the sound and left their household duties and when they came to him he danced with them these activities are all described in the 10th canto of shrimad bhagavatam these gopis were childhood friends of krishna and many were married for in india the girls are generally married by the age of 12 it's a very scientific system in fact nowadays i think oh, what 12 but actually it's a very very scientific system because the girls psychology is is fixed okay this is my my man and that's it there is no trying out no nowadays they're trying out and they're having sex at that time they're having sex with boys here and there and using contraceptives and aborting the child children like that so many sinful activities are going on because the child the girl is not married at that time there's a proper method the, the once they attain puberty they are married in fact sometimes even before puberty so that when the puberty happens okay they are 
um, given to the husband and uh, prabhupada's mother um, became a mother when she was uh, 14 years old you know 14 years old even prabhupada when he married his wife was only 11 years old and he was 21 years old you see so these are these is actually very very orderly system but nowadays it is considered child marriage because it was also abused and a lot of nonsense has happened in the name of uh, child marriage but if it is done properly it is very very scientific and very stable social structure that way anyway so the gopis these gopis were childhood friends of krishna and many were married for in india the girls are generally married by the age of 12 the boys however are not married before 18 so krishna who was 15 or 16 at the time was not married so another example is abhimanyu who died in the battle of kurukshetra arjuna's son he was only 16 years old and he died but he his wife was pregnant he was married very early at the age of 15 and his wife was definitely maybe 11 12 something like that and he had a his wife was pregnant when he was fighting as a 16 year old boy in the kurukshetra war and he died and his wife was a widow at the age of maybe 12 13 around there and he was she was pregnant with the son of abhimanyu <coughs> so these things were there but generally as prabhupada says here boys they were not married before 18 so krishna who was 15 or 16 at the time was not married nonetheless he called these girls from their homes and invited them to dance with him that dance is called raslila dance and it is the most most elevated of all the vrindavan pastimes krishna is therefore called gopinath because he is the beloved master of the gopis krishnadas kaviraj goswami petitions the blessings of lord gopinath may that gopinath the master of the gopis krishna bless you may you become blessed by gopinath the author of the chaitanya charitamrita prays that just as krishna attracted the gopis by the sweet sound of his flute he will also attract the readers mind by that transcendental vibration so that is the 17th verse श्रीमान श्रीमासरसारंभी वंशीवटतस्थित कर्षण वेणुस्वनैर्गोपीर्गोपीनाथ श्रेयस्तु नीश्रीलगोपीनाथ हू ओरिजिनेटेड द ट्रांसनल मेलो ऑफ द रास डांस स्टैंड्स ऑन द शोर इन वंशीवट एंड अट्रैक्स द अटेंशन ऑफ द काउह डैम्सल्स विद द साउंड ऑफ हिस् सेलिब्रेटेड फ्लूट मे दे ऑल कॉन्फर अपॉन अस दे बेनेडिक्शन means krishna and all the gopis together and then starts the whole chaitanya charitamrita in that way so that is the end of the introduction of chaitanya charitamrita so we would like to stop here for today <clears throat> so firstly he is offering all these prayers you know before he starts and then he is starting the whole explanation of chaitanya charitamrita all right we will go through all those explanations uh, from the next chaitanya charitamrita session which is today's what today is saturday so on tuesday we will continue chaitanya charitamrita again and there we will cha- start from chapter 1 of adilila so let's take questions now wow 
33 questions really <laughs> mm. okay this actually yesterday's question of gergely sabados so yeah yesterday gergely sabados from hungary has given his question his cl he clarified his question and i did answer him on a private message actually so i will not go through that again the, uh, today um so sunita sharma okay this question i have already answered next question by krishna priya mataji why is that prabhuji when we focus candlelight we can see ourselves and how is that possible is it a god creation well i don't know when we focus candlelight we can see ourselves is that true i don't see no we are talking about candle as we are describing describing vishnu tattva not exactly the candle you know this is an example to describe vishnu tattva <coughs> that's from the brahma samhita it's not exactly uh, related with this so anyway over to the next question um by krishna priya mataji again why is that there are no lord vishnu temples where it's there they are there everywhere in fact even outside india there there angkor wat in cambodia thailand indonesia or in in india of course we have so many vishnu temples even outside india and now with this krishna consciousness movement all over the world next question by bhakti rajanya is kepler's laws of planetary motion right according to vedas well i'm not very much conversant with the kepler's laws but i don't care because if his doesn't match with the vedic descriptions then he is wrong and uh, you may you may read the fifth canto of shrimad bhagavatam and see if they match with kepler's laws i don't know what kepler's laws are i have never studied them next question uh by gergely sabados that is new for me so rama is not referred to radhanath shri krishna is the mahamantra or how is that actually well um yeah rama is uh, referring to balram but there is no difference between balram and ramachandra ajanya mataji what she saying kepler's first law other two law explain in mathematical way i am asking about first law it states that each planet moves through ellipse shaped path and sun is situated in one of the focus of the ellipse shaped path is it right according to vedas uh the sun also moves actually in its own orbit at the speed of 16000 kilometers a second and um this elliptical motion no it's not exactly the same way you can actually read the shrimad bhagavatam you can you will have a, a little bit better understanding but i'm telling you you will not not have a full understanding of it because it's not really that easy to understand <laughs> right <clears throat> krishna premata ji do lord vishnu enjoy sleep for 6 years and after that he wakes up 
no he is always sleeping no yoga nidra he is always sleeping and he is breathing and the universes are coming out and where did you find the 6 years no or are you asking about shirodaka shai vishnu i don't know i need more context but anyway whether he sleeps or wakes up it's the same because it, it, we have a difference in our sleeping state and waking state but for the lord there's no difference between his sleeping and waking that's what we have to understand he's absolute we have these dualities but the lord doesn't next question by venkatesh bhakta venkatesh here in our spiritual science also we have things like age of this universe age of demigods etc how do we prove to them which is beyond our imagination also no we can uh, prove to them where they are wrong and once that is established that they are wrong and we are right especially about the science of the soul and you know these kind of things then they have to accept the vedic authority and once they accept they have to accept the other things that the vedas also say which is beyond our experimental jurisdiction so first faith in the vedas has to be um inculcated into the people especially the so called scientific community and if we can prove simple things like life for example and not only is in scientific way but also how we can have solutions for all kinds of problems in this world whether they are scientific um puzzles or whether they are mathematical puzzles or whether they are political um problems or puzzles in any case krishna consciousness has an answer to everything so if somehow or other the intelligentsia of the world the intelligent section of the population understand that krishna consciousness has is the solution for any problem then we can have um them accept other things that the vedas say which is way beyond our comprehension next question by gargeli sabados what is needed to preach to such scientists yes so what is first needed is our absolute unshakable faith in our vedas that's the first thing because usually what i see sometimes devotees try to explain to these scientists in um, in seemingly ways that they can possibly understand but in that they make a lot a lot of compromise in their own way of explanation and the whole presentation and uh, in that way uh, the whole thing is like diluted and sometimes these devotees also sometimes conform to the so called scientific terminology that they use and also the concepts of thinking that they have we should understand that whatever this is the way of thinking is wrong and that's we should that we should prove to them so first thing first is absolute faith in our own vedic literature before we even go further and trying to convince them we should be convinced and we should not try to um equate our vedic uh, knowledge with the so called scientific community's knowledge like for example if the science scientists say something we should not try to prove from vedas that yes actually you know what we also have the same thing sometimes it may match but it is not that we are trying to uh what is that fight for attention hey you know what hey i also know this then if you know this then why you did not say say it before than us oh that time i was not thinking about it no that's foolishness so <laughs> um our thing is 
whatever the scientists say they may or may not be correct but our vedas are always correct um so with that we have to with that um understanding and conviction we have to approach preaching to the scientists and actually shri prabhupad started a institution called bhaktivedanta institute bi in which he was he wanted the the devotees to preach to the scientific community but now the bi is practically dead nothing much is happening there they're not really you know challenging all this in scientists and all that it's pretty much dead so we need to kind of uh, revive all this dynamic preaching um, methods that prabhupada actually introduced we need to challenge them we cannot stay as a silent and you know be an you know unnoticed by the public we need to be noticed by the public the public should notice us for the very um strong not opinions i would say strong messages that we put out very conv- with full conviction it's not that we are just suggesting that this may be true or you know uh, suggesting them to explore this no this is actually truth and when we present it with a conviction just like prabhu pad presented it and he had some disciples who were scientists right how did they join how were they convinced of course it is not that we have to convince every single scientist no the conviction whether they will be convinced or not that depends on their piety so we should not overly think of hey this person is not uh, accepting so i will i will change my explanation in a way that you know uh, to suit his understanding you know a little bit and try to slowly bring him no we will preach just like the scientists talk so many things but it is free uh, we have free will whether we we want to accept that or not so they also have free will but we have to speak the truth and those who are intelligent those who are fortunate they will accept the the why prabhupad wanted to preach to the scientists because they are the one of the leaders of society the political leaders are there and there are other celebrities who are also considered leaders but also scientists and people believe what a scientist says so just like for example george harrison he was a musician and he was a leader of the society because he has so many fans all over the world and when he sang hari krishna the hari krishna became a household word on the planet so similarly the scientists are the leaders for nerds <laughs> so to speak so for those who are you know scientific minded you know who are more you know the kind of studious people for them scientists are wow they they revel the scientists wow i also want to be like him i want to be like an albert einstein or maybe abdul kalam or you know any newton or whoever it, it may be so these leaders in different uh, departments of knowledge and social structure they are looked up to and they are the ones who are creating the textbooks mind you the scientists are creating the textbooks of science and people we have believed the big bang theory in our childhood because these scientists have put that in the textbook although it was a nonsense theory uh, but we are we were made to believe as if it was fact so if these people can be convinced about krishna consciousness then hopefully it ha- it will have ripple effect and you know uh, the the expansion of krishna consciousness can happen on an even wide on an even wider scale you see so that's the whole point so that's the whole uh, understanding in that <clears throat> next question by bhaktin puja but according to vedic knowledge this universe is more older than modern science yes far more older and when the universe was created the science of the universe also was given to us the vedas is just that 
nowadays in kaliyuga they don't refer to this vedic scriptures and you know therefore they have imperfect knowledge of everything next question krishna premathu ji but why sun god not let us to see him i mean is he punished to be so hot no 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 we are punished he is not punished and he is not punished to be so hot <laughs> those who are punished to be burned and all like that, they will be in hell they will be cooked in boiling oil and they will be put in fire that is hellish punishment sun god is not going through hell you know he is one of the heavenly planets in fact it is the beginning of the heavenly realm swargaloka starts from the orbit of the sun and all the planets above it are all swargaloka so he is not punished um in fact he is so powerful that by his heat and light everything is running the whole planets are running here the whole planets is being maintained because of the sunlight the question of why we cannot see him is because we are unqualified to see when yudhishthir maharaj performed the rajasuya sacrifice 5000 years ago he invited all these devatas to come down and they came down the devatas are very high class people you know they won't come to a low class place but because yudhishthir maharaj was a pure devotee he he was as good as or even greater than actually he was greater than the devatas because krishna was his personal associate and so they considered themselves inferior to yudhishthir maharaj also he although he was on the earth so you don't understand that that we have to have some qualification uh, okay for example now you are um, i'm i'm guessing you are an indian maybe you're not suppose you're an indian and do you expect the prime minister to you know show up at your door no or wherever whichever country you are from so the prime minister won't come to your door no why should he come you cannot say why why i can't see the you know um, prime minister is he punished that he cannot you know he, he cannot be here and he is only very far away no not he is one we are punished we we are unqualified to see him if we have some good qualification we can meet the prime minister face to face if we are if we did something good for the society and you know the prime minister wants to recognize us and give us an award yes then we can see but if i did not do anything substantial then why why should i expect sun god to come and you know uh, listen to me and you know, come in front of me and say uh, hello madam uh, i am here no he is not our servant right so we are punished <laughs> and for him the temperature is not hot for us that temperature is unbearable we will die even 1000th of the such a temperature is is death for us but for him he is just normal life is just life for him and there are full civilization full blown civilization far more advanced than the earth civilization is there on the sun and krishna spoke there to the sun god so how are how are all this possible because we are we are calculating those life according to what we are facing here for us such high temperatures are unbearable but there it is not unbearable it is just normal life for them in fact they are enjoying far far more than on the earth hmm. next question by bhaktin puja how time traveling can be explained spiritually yeah i mean i'm not going to go explain the whole time now you can go and read this in the third canto there is the 11th chapter i think uh, you see this shrimad bhagavatam canto 3 chapter 11 calculation of time from the atom from the atomic time to the cosmic time the whole everything about time is in that chapter actually in briefly of course there is much more nuance much much more detail that can be that it can be expanded upon but this is like a overview of that 
whole calculation of time from the atom kanto 3 chapter 11 of shrimad bhagavatam you can go and read it for your information next question by bhaktin manajakshi one should receive knowledge from krishna and from acharyas in our disciplic succession prabhuji how about studying of upanishads at least 10 principal upanishads not needed i mean whatever prabhupada has given us is enough for our devotional growth is not about reading many scriptures it is reading fewer scriptures given especially by the spiritual master and reading them thoroughly we will go to this it's a good question we will go to this chaitanya charitamrita madhilila it is not that if you read many scriptures you will have more knowledge no that's not the case it's a faulty conclusion shrutayo vibhinna okay first actually let us let us do something else i'll show you this verse tarko pratishtha shrutayo vibhinna tarko apra okay madhilila 17.186 tarko pratishtha shrutayo vibhinna nasa vrishiryasya matam na bhinnam dharmasya tattvam nihitam guhayam mahajano yena gatah sapanthah you see the shrutayo vibhinna what is that means shrutayo means vedas vibhinna means possessing different departments now sri chaitanya mahaprabhu continued dry arguments are inconclusive a great personality whose opinion does not differ from others is not considered a great sage simply by studying the vedas which are variegated one cannot come to the right right path by which religious principles are understood the solid truth of religious principles is hidden in the heart of an unadulterated self realized person consequently as the shastras confirm one should accept whatever progressive path the mahajans advocate so whatever is there in the 10 mukhya upanishads are already there in bhagavad gita sarvopanishado gavo dogdhago palanandanah partho vatsah sudhir bhokta dugdham gitam mritam mahat so gita upanishad it is also upanishad in fact it is the king of all upanishads if all the upanishads are like the cow dugdham this this uh, gita bhagavad gita is the milk of that sarvopanishado gavo uh, and gopalanandanah he is the Uh, gopal the caretaker of the cows he is milking this cow of the upanishads and giving us the essence of all these upanishads in the in the form of gita upanishad so if we understand bhagavad gita if you understand the shrimad bhagavatam and if we understand chaitanya charitamrita nectar of devotion enough every knowledge of every scripture is there in these books okay let's go to this verse now it's a very important point to note see there is one other verse in the bhagavatam but this is from the chaitanya charitamrita 22.118 bandhilila we are concerned about this line the second line bahu grantha kala abhyasa vyakhyana varjiva one should not partially study many scriptures just to be able to give references and expand explanations you see um you see this paragraph one should not partially study a book just to pose oneself as a great scholar by being able to refer to scriptures in our krishna consciousness movement we have therefore limited our study of the vedic literatures to the bhagavad gita shrimad bhagavatam chaitanya charitamrita and bhakti rasamrita sindhu these four works are sufficient for preaching purposes 
they are adequate for the understanding of the philosophy and the spreading of missionary activities all over the world if one studies a particular book he must do so thoroughly that is the principle by thoroughly studying a limited number of books one can understand the philosophy not by spreading ourselves thin and you know just like superficial understanding of many books better than that is deep understanding of these few books which are basically the essence of all other books and in the shrimad bhagavatam um i think 1 1 i think you see shrimad bhagavate mahamuni krite kim va parairishwara that means this beautiful bhagavatam compiled by the great sage vyasadeva in his maturity is sufficient in itself for god realization what is the need of any other scripture and in the gita mahatmya also uh, shankaracharya says the same thing he says um gita dhyayana shilasya no not that was um गीताशास्त्रदुण्यम यठे प्रयत पुमाष्णुराष्णुपादमती भयशोकादिवर्जि गीताध्यायनशील गीताध्यायनशील Okay, let's see. Gita Dhyayana Pranayama Parasacha Gita Dhyayana Shilasya Pranayama Parasacha नैव सी पापा पूर्वजन्म कृता चुकी लुकिंग फॉर दिस् वर्स यस इन द फोर्थ वर्स गीता सुगीता कर्तव्य किमि शास्त्र विस्तर या स्वयं पद्मनाभस्य मुख पद्मात किमन्यैः शास्त्र विस्तरय देयर इन द भागवतम किम वा परैरीश्वरः व्हाट इज द नीड ऑफ एनी अदर स्क्रिप्चर सो हियर इट इज सेड गीता सुगीता कर्तव्य किमन्य किमन्यैः शास्त्र विस्तरय बिकॉज़ भगवत गीता इज स्पोकन बाय द सुप्रीम पर्सनालिटी ऑफ गॉड हेड वन नीड नॉट रीड एनी अदर वैदिक लिटरेचर वन नीड ओनली अटेंटिवली एंड रेगुलरली हियर एंड रीड भागवत गीता इन द प्रेजेंट एज पीपल आर सो अब्सॉर्ब्ड इन मंडेन एक्टिविटीज इट इज नॉट पॉसिबल फॉर देम टू रीड ऑल द वैदिक लिटरेचर्स but this is but this is not necessary this one book bhagavad gita will suffice because it is the essence of all vedic literature and especially because it is spoken by supreme personality of godhead gita mahatmya 4 so we have bhagavad gita bhagavatam chaitanya charitamrita nectar of devotion these actually if we really go through the purports and try to understand oh how oh, how much information is there in just these four books and the nectar of instruction to add to that 
is so much information that we don't really need to go to any other place. It's not that we are not saying we should not read. Prabhupada also did not say we should not read. But did we really read Prabhupada's books first in its entirety and its and scrutinizingly? So if we actually read like that, in fact, in the purports, so many references to many other scriptures are mentioned and especially in context. So when we learn in, in depth, we will understand that this is a huge treasure house, what Prabhupada left. So let's read that and we will, that's why we are going, you know, in sequence. Why? Because we are trying to just understand every single thing that Prabhupada is saying. Um, they may not be fancy, you know, like some, some people want to do, oh, this, Prabhu, you know, do a series on this, series on that. So many requests I got actually. Um, I, want, I, also, I also want to do series, it's not that I don't want. But I, I feel we have to understand Bhagavad Gita first, very nicely. And Chaitanya Charitamrita we have started because we haven't had classes on Chaitanya Charitamrita and therefore we are trying to understand these things. Alright, so next, um, Bhakti Rajanya. Our souls exist in sun. I think we have repeated that many times. Yes. Full civilizations exist on sun. Every single planet is as congested as this planet. Nitya Sarvagata Sthanur Achaloyam Sanatanaha. This is explained in the second chapter, 24th verse of Bhagavad Gita. So, everywhere the souls are there. Um, those, the persons, those lives on the sun spiritually, as, are they souls only or body with soul? Body with soul. They have a body suitable to live there. Hmm. We are also souls. We have a body. We have an earthly body. So this body can survive on the earth comfortably. But you put it in another atmosphere, it won't. It will not be comfort, com- comfortable. But they, they, they can be comfortable on the sun. They have a body suitable to live there. They have bodies made of fire, fiery bodies. That's why for them, living on the sun is not a problem. Um, Ajinya asking, I am asking because scripture says sun as God. Souls will be seen in planets only. Is it right? See, sun is not God. Surya Bhagavan means it is not like Surya is Bhagavan. But he is the sun God. The president of the sun planet, basically. And... <clears throat> Souls will be seen in planets only. Yeah, he is on a planet. So, he, he is on the planet of the sun. What we see is the sun planet in the sky and then he is inside that planet as the president of the planet. So, sun is not planet according to scripture. Puja Mataji. Sun is a planet and is the king of all planets. Raja Samastha Suramurti Rashesha Teja. Raja Samastha Suramurti Rashesha Teja. It is the king of all planets. <clears throat> Next, question by Sharanam Ramprasad. Um, in the spiritual world, Lord Sri Krishna works with time there. Is that a question or what is that? There is no time in the spiritual world. There is time, but it does not have the force that it has it that it has here. In fact, it is said, therefore, Brahma Samhita 5.56. Especially here. Nimesha ardha kyo va vrajati nahi yatra api samayah. Nimesha ardha. Nimesha means one moment. Ardha means half. Even half a moment 
वा व्रजति नहीं यत्रापि समय इन द स्पिरिचुअल वर्ल्ड नॉट इवन हाफ अ मोमेंट पासिस मीन्स इज नो टाइम एवरीथिंग इज प्रेजेंट प्रेजेंटेंस भजे श्वेतद्वीपम तम तमहम यह गोलोकमित विदंतस्ते सतक्षतिरलचारा कतिपये ट्रांसलेशन वेर देर इज इटर्नल एक्सिस्टेंस ऑफ ट्रांसजेंडल टाइम हु इज एवर प्रेजेंट एंड विदउट पास्ट और फ्यूचर एंड हेन्स इज नॉट सब्जेक्ट टू द क्वालिटी ऑफ पासिंग अवे ईवन फॉर द स्पेस ऑफ हाफ अ मोमेंट देर इज टाइम देर देर इज वे देर इज अष्टकालीय लीला the eight different kinds of uh, leelas pastimes the radha and krishna have throughout the day so kala ashtakaliya leela means you know the kala time is there so but uh, here it says not even half a moment passes because there that there's a transcendental time who is not which is not like um here here it just passes without stop there it doesn't it is completely free will if they want night suddenly it will happen if they suddenly want let let's have a sunrise just for you know maybe it's afternoon but they want suddenly they want sunrise it will happen so like that um whatever they want they can just adjust the time similarly krishna adjusted the time even in this material world they danced for one night krishna and the gopis but although it was one human night on the one earthly night they actually danced for one night of brahma which is 4.32 billion years they danced for that long the ras leela but it was compressed to one night so therefore sometimes you know you know people think oh krishna was with the gopis only like until 11 12 years old and after that the whole life he was you know with in the dwarka and all that actually if you calculate that one night ras dance ras leela you 4.32 billion years he spent here and then 100 years he spent in the dwarka just imagine how much actually they spent with krishna so krishna has complete control over time and space and space because there were millions and millions and trillions and gazillions of cows that krishna had you know do you know we'll go to this cc madhya we are trying to understand krishna according to our experience that's the problem is way beyond we can't even imagine what he can do you know because there are sometimes descriptions of cowherd boys oh they and there are millions and trillions of cowherd boys in the in the rasadan songs there were millions of girls gopis and there were trillions and trillions of cows people think hey, come on what, how, how to even fit all these things on earth let alone vrindavan so let, let's see what According to Sri C. Madhya 2119, according to Sukadeva Goswami, Krishna had unlimited calves and cowherd boys with him. No one can count their actual number. Each of the cowherd boys was tending calves to the extent of a koti, arbuda, shankha and padma. That is the way of counting. See, each cowherd boy and millions of cowherd boys were there, mind you. Each cowherd boy was tending calves to the extent of a koti, arbuda, shankha, padma. That is the way of counting. See, according to Vedic mathematical calculations, the following enumeration system is used: units, tens, dasha, hundreds, shata, thousands, sahasra, ten thousands, ayuta, um, and hundred thousands, laksha. Ten times laksha is niyuta. Ten times niyuta is koti. Ten times koti is arbuda. Ten times arbuda is vrinda. Ten times vrinda is karva. 
टेन टाइम्स खरवा इज निखरवा टेन टाइम्स निखरवा इज शंखा टेन टाइम्स शंखा इज पदमा एंड टेन टाइम्स पदमा इज सागर टेन टाइम्स सागर इज अंत्य एंड टेन टाइम्स अंत्य इज मध्य एंड टेन टाइम्स मध्य इज परार्ध ईच आइटम इज टेन टाइम्स ग्रेटर दैन द प्रीवियस वन दस ऑल द काउट बॉयज हु कंपेनन्स ऑफ कृष्णा हैड मेनी काव्स टू टेक केयर ऑफ वेत्र वेणु दल श्रृंग वस्त्र अलंकार गोपगणेर जत तार नाहिले खपार ऑल द काउट बॉयज had unlimited calves similarly their canes flutes lotus flowers horns garments and ornaments were all unlimited they cannot be limited by writing about them you know the previous verse was ek ek gopakare jevatsa charan koti arbud shankapadma tahar ganan sabe hoila chaturbhuj vaikunther pati prithak prithak brahmander brahma kare stuti so this is again of course the more <clears throat> another story but the point is you see how many cows they had you know the limit of space and time does not exist in the spiritual world therefore we cannot really understand the extent of krishna next question by bhakta venkatesh in tulsi maharani story at one point we discussed about lord of the rings also in some universe sometime could have happened what nothing in our mind comes to creation of lord then harry potter also not myth accordingly no no it's a myth it's a myth but the ideas that they get it the ideas that they have like you know all this magic and all this kind of ashtasiddhi and all this yogic perfections or magical perfections these are there the sages in the upper planetary systems and demigods even they can do many things like this so those ideas they have they cannot have an idea which is not there in the lord but they make a story which is just like you know their own creation but such siddhaloka in siddhaloka planet everybody is born with the eight perfections yogic mystic perfections and those perfections are more than this harry potter stuff harry potter is nothing compared to all those siddhaloka inhabitants uh. <clears throat> um Somagiri Prabhu today works well i mean the background effect actually not really well <laughs> because i did not put the light far enough from the backdrop screen and therefore it kind of let me see if we can i don't know let's see if ah okay yeah now now it's proper you see i'm here and i can you know show the picture here this is because now the whole screen behind me is green in color but a while ago it was not completely green because the position of the light behind me is not proper anyway i don't know if if you understand what i'm talking about because you need to know the setup how i actually set up this whole thing so that i can do these things um so anyway now it works fine okay next question um krishna priya mata ji can you show milk ocean picture <laughs> as if we have a photo of the milk ocean i don't have let's see if we have a painting of it milk ocean Let's see if we have something. I mean, you can always Google and see if you want. Um, 
uh, here is something but the resolution is not as good but we will see if we can okay whoa I have gone somewhere far out okay here I am. okay let's see you see this so Lord Narayana with Lakshmi is right here and you see on the big this Seshanag huge snake with thousands of hoods and the demigods as you can see they're all offering prayers you can see you can see Lord Shiva as well you can see on the far left Lord Shiva so he's there and Brahma is also there and all the demigods they are at the shore of the milk ocean and offering these prayers to the Lord and you know the ocean of the milk ocean is so vast and the waves hit the the rock of the not rock the snake you know the Ananda Sesh and he's like a mountain he's like a mountain and Nagachalendra Sthita this is actually uh, stated in the Mugunamala Stotra Nagachalendra Sthita Nagachalendra Nagachal means Achal means mountain Nagachalendra Sthita so he is situated on the top of this mountain like serpent this uh, Ananda Sesh and another nice verse from Mukundamala Sutra Kshira Sagara Taranga Shikara Kshira Sagara Taranga Shikara Saratara Kita Charu Murtaye Bhogi Bhoga Shayaniya Shayine Madhavaya Madhu Vidvishenama This is the 50th verse of the um, Mukundamala Sutra Obeisances to Lord Madhava, enemy of the Madhu demon His beautiful Oh, sorry I need to show you the screen, right? See? Obeisances to Lord Madhava, enemy of the Madhu demon. His beautiful form lying on the couch of the serpent Ananta is speckled by the shower of spray from the milk ocean's waves. See, he's, he's lying on the couch of serpent Ananta. is speckled by the shower of spray from the milk ocean's waves. When the waves hit the rock, you know, when, you know when the ocean hits the rock at the shore and then the whole water sprays like that like that the milk sprays like that and then in the, in the fine droplets you know the Lord is bathed with those droplets of milk so that that picture is being you know seen by uh, King Kulashekara and he's describing this verse and the other verse which is Nagachalendra Sthita is the 34th verse of the Mukundamala Stotra Chetas Chinta Yakirta Yasvarasane Namri Bhavatvam Shiro Hastavanjali Samputam Rachayatam Vandasvadirgham Vapu Atman Samshraya Pundari Kanayanam Nagachalindra Sthitam Dhanyam Punyatamam Tadeva Paramam Daivam Hisat Siddhaye O mind, think of the lotus eyed Lord who reclines on the mountain like serpent, Ananta. Mountain like serpent. O tongue, glorify him. O head, bow down to him. O hands, join your palms in supplication to him. O body, offer outstretched obeisances to him. O heart, take full shelter of him. That supreme Lord is the topmost deity. It is he who alone, it is he alone who is all auspicious and supremely purifying. He alone who awards eternal perfection. So that is the that is the picture of the milk ocean. 
ओं तद्विष्णो परमं पदं सदा पश्यन्ति सूरयः सदा पश्यन्ति सूरयः the devotees and the demigods they are always seeing the lord and this is how they see the lord they go to the milk ocean and they see the lord like this <coughs> all right coming back to our world gargali sabada so the basic question would be about tasting the same again and again how do these things come up and how do these relate to the original taste uh, what is that i don't understand again the question <laughs> tasting the same thing same again and again how do these things come up and how do these relate to the original taste i need more context honestly your questions are the most complicated sometimes <laughs> okay next question by bhakti najanya why we can't directly worship krishna idol what will happen to such persons who make garland and lamb directly to krishna here a lot of people decorating krishna idol and offering lambs directly they are non veg and they they read bhagavatam monthly what is the result of such worship will they go to hell i said to them it is not right thing being non veg and direct offering of lamb and garland but they neglect what will be the result of such worship see these people are not <coughs> uh okay well we'll go to this verse first and we'll come back to the explanation shrimad bhagavatam 7 14 tatorchayam harim kechit samshraddhaya sapariyaya upasata upastapi narthadha purushadvisham Sometimes a neophyte devotee offers all the paraphernalia for worshiping the Lord and he factually worships the Lord as the deity but because he is envious of the authorized devotees of Lord Vishnu the Lord is never satisfied with his devotional service. So we have to do deity worship in accordance with um Shruti Smriti Purana the Pancharatriki vidham vina aikantiki harer bhaktir utpataya eva kalpate Shruti Smriti Purana di ho oh. Shruti, Smriti. You see, <coughs> devotional service of the Lord that ignores the authorized Vedic literatures like the Upanishads, Puranas and Narada Pancharatra is simply an unnecessary disturbance in society. So, they don't know what they're doing and you don't tell them that, okay, this is not the way to be done. You just tell them that, oh, good that you are worshipping Krishna. Okay, now read this book also. He did, this is, these are his words. And try to distribute one book, at least a small book and try to... once they start reading then the one with the knowledge then all these things can be solved we just simply say, say that you are doing wrong yes everybody is doing wrong everybody in this material world is doing wrong the first thing he has to be shown is you know the harinam uh, the chanting and the, the the what is that this especially the prabhupada's books the knowledge and then they will awaken to reality just like you you were you were eating meat before and now you stop so why because of knowledge so knowledge is important Next question I still question how to relate to that level what level Yeah so I will just explain that So we give them books you know just talk to them a little bit oh you oh you like krishna oh that's very good you know uh, so krishna's words is here bhagavad gita let's study the bhagavad gita you know you should also become expert now you should climb to the next higher stage encourage them and then get them to read books Nabajit Bhakta Nabajit Hare Krishna Prabhu we would like to take initiation under ISKM please help conditions low souls like us Jai Hari bol 
very good uh, decision ashla uh, prabhupad will be very pleased with your uh, you know commitment so yeah we will keep in touch and uh, we will you know make sure that you know you get ready for initiation and be initiated so we can do all this this we will we will privately we will discuss and you know we can we can uh, see what else needs to be done on this so it's very nice that you have understood the ritvik system in fact for all of you who do not know i just want to announce that bhakta nabajit was um, and his wife madhumita mataji so nabajit prabhu and madhumita mataji they were um, they are actually from gujarat india and uh, they were uh, with iskon <coughs> and they were into um, they were trying to get initiated by bhakti charu swami um and they took the any inish what is that iskon disciples course the, everybody who gets initiated in iskon has to go through this course and part of the course material is about ritvik system and why it is wrong and because of that they started to research about what is ritvik system and they went on google and you know on youtube and in the searched and our video came out <laughs> and the whole training backfired and then they understood the ritvik system um sundogopal prabhu's video you know that 3 years old video about ritvik system was that came out and they watched and they were very wow this is something new and then they did more research and they went through our five part ritvik series and they were completely convinced now and now they have they have accepted shri prabhupad as the um spiritual master and now they want to take initiations so this is a very very successful story of a, um you know you know of course this is the beginning initiation is just the beginning but it's still you know how you know they they have been saved and therefore please share these videos um with others please share because now you're watching it and you're benefiting from this but if you share these things with others um then more and more people need to see this people need to see our that's why we are doing this lecture so that you know people can see that iskm you know is not just people have is especially iskon devotees they have a very wrong idea of ritviks and actually partially true because some of the ritviks they just engage in blaspheming and blaspheming and just just talking everything negative about iskon and they think that is a great service by itself but no the real thing is we have to show the alternative the actual alternative that really prabhupad wanted iskon to be run how is how prabhupad wanted iskon to be run we need to run that and that's what we're trying to establish here at iskm and therefore um it is not just oh we will just you know um you know have some talk about these iskon gurus and just you know find fault with them that's not our thing we are actually trying to establish this so our you know even these lectures or whatever we're trying to share knowledge pure knowledge of prabhupad from his books as you can see so if these can be shared and along with the ritvik system webinars and everything all these you know if this material can be shared more and more if all of you can become ambassadors of iskm and spread this the more the sooner we will see shri prabhupad as the sole diksha guru of iskon it should not be just in our minds oh in our mind we are thinking shri prabhupad is the sole diksha guru of iskon and you know he is the real diksha guru and everything it just should not remain in our minds each of you must each of us must work together and share this as far and wide as possible so that we can quickly realize that in reality it should not just exist in our mind just like chaitanya mahaprabhu said prithivitaach jata nagaradi gram sarvatra prachar hoibe mor naam it's a nice poetic thing to be you know uh, oh 
you know have this meditation at oh how nice it would be if you know krishna consciousness is in on every single town and village in every single town and village of the planet but actually to quickly realize that that was that's something prabhupad showed us to work towards it and you know do the field work of preaching so um to share these things in fact we are making these small small videos huh? of course the books are always there the links are there you can read online or you can purchase a book from your nearby uh, iskon temple you get the books and if you want you know um, lectures or at um, you want to attend lectures you can always attend these these um, classes that we are holding and there are many people just like you have become successful in this i mean you have understood these things <clears throat> there are so many people out there who are looking for answers they don't have answers and they are stressed out especially about this guru system and how to progress in the devotional life many people in this corner are like this and this is being brainwashed saying that oh ritviks are demons ritviks are demons like that but there is no concrete uh, showing of evidence and everything properly so we are trying to do that and we should reach out to all those people so we need to try to um expand this and share this so that's my humble request share not only the ritvik videos ritvik videos also but even the others because sometimes they don't immediately listen to oh they're talking about ritvik oh i don't want to listen but if it is just about some krishna conscious topic bhagavad gita lecture or chaitanya charitamrita or something like that or bhagavatam they they may listen first and then they may you know have a you know what is that called um, they may build a rapport with the person and then slowly then we can introduce also you know this ritvik system so it is not a trap it's not a trap it's just that we're just showing the alternative well not alternative the actual thing that prabhupad wanted us to follow so yeah that's a very nice story for of uh, nabajit bhakta nabajit and his wife um next gargali sabados all base on earth you mean on earth the basic element is earth elsewhere else yes on earth the prominent element is earth on the sun the prominent element is fire and like for example water in water there are so many living entities who are living in the water they have a body suitable to live there so every atmosphere the bodies will be suitable for living there they will have suitable bodies in fact according to the atmosphere our body was made we think scientists there was one statement on i read where it said that the scientists say that the earth if it was a little 1 degree or 2 degrees even warmer the whole thing would have been blazing by now the compound effect of that heat and if it is just like a little bit cooler or sorry actually the, what they said was the distance if the earth was a little bit nearer to the sun no life would have existed and if the earth was a little bit farther away from the sun no life would have existed it is just in that perfect balance <laughs> actually they do not know that it, this was completely not a fluke at all this was because the earth is in that distance of from the sun therefore the bodies were made so that they can live on that atmosphere it's not just just like out of like sheer chance you know earth was just just like you know the right distance from the sun no no it is never by chance it was by design and the the it's not that the planets which are farther away from the sun oh they are so unfortunate that you know they don't have life no they have life they have bodies which can live there in that conditions nitya sarvagata sthano everywhere the souls are there so in relation to 
భక్తిని పూజ బయాలజికలీ ఇట్ ఈస్ లైఫ్ థ్రెటనింగ్ రిగార్డింగ్ చైల్డ్ మ్యారేజ్ డేంజర్ టు ఫీమేల్ లైఫ్ నాట్ రియల్లీ ఐ మీన్ దే వర్ సో మెనీ బిఫోర్ విచ్ హ్యాపన్ ఇట్ ఈస్ నాట్ దట్ ఇమీడియట్లీ ఆఫ్టర్ ఆఫ్ కోర్స్ ద చైల్డ్ మస్ట్ యూ నాట్ ద గర్ల్ మస్ట్ డెవలప్ అల్ బెట్ మోర్ బట్ ఇట్ ఈస్ నాట్ దట్ ఈస్ లైఫ్ థ్రెటనింగ్ రియల్లీ బికాస్ దెన్ ద హోల్ రిప్రొడక్ట్ రిప్రొడక్టరీ ఆర్గన్ స్టార్ట్ అండ్ దట్ హెస్ బీన్ అవర్ వైదిక సిస్టమ్ Uh, it is not life threatening of course it's not that when the child is still like you know not even properly nutrition i mean no no proper nutrition and then child married no of course the child must i mean the girl must grow up a little bit and get some strength of course it is not that abuse the child uh, abuse the girl not at all it is actually to protect the girl from all these you know um sexual affairs with boys and boys they will take advantage of these girls especially in the teenage years the girls want to experiment with their bodies the boys want to experiment with their bodies and they 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 try to have sex and this is very very loose society and therefore because they've already tasted sex and they've tasted with many men or one man with many women they don't take relationship seriously anymore and when marriage actually happens each of them each the husband and wife you know they already had you know relationship with so many men and women and then when they come together they just treat it as another relationship and then eventually it will break also and that is happening so much today the divorce rates are increasing so much because it's all a wrong society actually anyway it's not it is very difficult to even bring back the whole, all the rules but at least as far as possible the girl must be quickly married uh, within the laws of the country and you know um so that the, there will be peace in society all right so next question even here some brahmins are non-veg who doing puja in the temples some pujaris who is doing puja in the temples once in a month they will be vegetarian only two days before and and that day only is their puja effective no no not effective first of all puja has to be done through the spiritual master you can't independently just worship krishna you know krishna says you know in the, Chait- in, the in the adi purana actually quoted in the chaitanya charitamrita but as you can see here we cannot serve him without serving the pure devotee ye me bhakta jana partham name bhaktas tatejana immad bhakta naam cha ye bhaktas te me bhakta tamamata lord krishna told arjuna those who are my direct devotees are not actually are actually not my devotees but those who are the devotees of my servant are actually my devotees so first we have to surrender to adav guruvashram we have to surrender to the guru first and then yes krishna will accept our any of our offerings next question by gargali sabada so on scientists that question i had and you answered prabhu is that why the false religionists are not to be searched out i always don't understand your questions and you answer prabhu is that why the false religionists are not to be searched out what does that mean maybe somebody can help me with this <laughs> understanding what is this oh there is one question i missed okay even darkness also from krishna only right then how we call darkness means not relation to him just that it's maya and indirectly related right yeah it's indirectly related darkness is related to light it is just the non manifestation of light or absence of light <coughs> um next question by bhaktin puja is this also i missed is this material knowledge also given by krishna 
is it pre-planned by krishna who gets how much material knowledge yeah it's not that is not that krishna gave us the material knowledge because he wanted to give us because we wanted we wanted to be materially engrossed and that's why he's giving us facility all that all right you have this material knowledge and be engrossed so like that everything is given by krishna um according to our desires next uh where next question actually is preaching to the false religionists problematic because there is possibility of offenses or something not really we have to speak against them also um we have to show that they are bogus false religionists because we have to show the correct path and correct path means we should also show what is not correct mm. so sometimes just like prabhupada also he spoke about deviant philosophies or mm, bogus philosophies and educated us that why this is bogus and what actually the vedas say about it so we need to know what is correct and what is wrong see there's no offenses in that it's just that we know we, we need to know how to do it carefully <coughs> next um parshuram prabhu sunlight is spread all the planets above earth what about lower planets actually sunlight doesn't reach the lower planets subterranean subterranean heavenly planets the sunlight doesn't reach there and in fact in one of one of the planets rasatal this is a nagaloka where sunlight does not at all reach is completely pitch dark always the only light but it, the the planet is fully bright you know why because the sun uh, the sorry the snakes the planet is full of snakes and the jewels on their heads they light up the entire planet by their jewels that that explanation is also there um milk ocean deepa mata ji is asking can you share this picture i want to show it to my daughter milk ocean okay what i will do is i will copy the link all right i'll paste it in the live stream i think it should appear in a while there yeah milk ocean there's a link there you can see that um next question uh, what is that next question by vrajakishor uh, prabhu but it is mentioned in the first chapter of krishna book that neither the demigods nor lord brahma can directly see the lord right that is also there <laughs> that is also there usually the demigods submit their plea to brahma and brahma goes to the milk ocean and he actually prays to the lord and the lord speaks to him 
and then he speaks to the demigods but if the lord wants to show himself then yes in fact uh, that's why that om tat vishnu paramam padam sada pashyanti surya so the suras they always see so there are probably after he's you know again maybe i'm speculating after he's satisfied with the prayers of the demigods he might show i'm trying to see if there's a shore of the milk ocean One eleven eight. When Brahmaji and other demigods want to consult Lord Vishnu, the plenary portion of Lord Krishna, they have to wait on the shore of the ocean of milk, where Lord Vishnu is lying on the white land, Swetadvipa. This ocean of milk and the Swetadvipa planet are the replica of Vaikuntaloka within the universe. Neither Brahmaji nor the demigods like Indra can enter into this island of Swetadvipa, but they can stand on the shore of the ocean of milk and transmit their message to Lord Vishnu, known as Kshirodakusai Vishnu. Therefore, the Lord is rarely seen by them. but the inhabitants of dwarka because of their being pure devotees without any tinge of the material contamination of fruitive activities and empiric philosophical speculation can see him face to face by the grace of the lord so very rarely they actually see the lord uh, usually not seen and they have to wait at the shore of the ocean of milk um, so this is how it is explained here <coughs> next question by Sunita Sharma Mataji is idol a wrong term to use for bona fide deities because in the west it is used to describe false god yeah this is not just idol no deity deity is what we use because deity is archa vigraha archa murti archa avatar is actually an incarnation of the lord to enable us to serve him so idol yeah sometimes idols are used in you know but especially prabhupada he used always the word deity for that reason because of the respect idol means it's just like uh, some some you know <laughs> something which is just like a stone you know a deity means uh, you know, krishna <clears throat> gargali sabados clarified his question so in the material world we taste again and again the same taste the original taste is from the rasa with god what is the connection between the original rasa and material rasa um okay okay the thing is here everything is uh through the body we want to be the enjoyer we have switched our positions we are supposed to be cooperating with krishna's enjoyment and thus we also enjoy but if we try to be the enjoyer then we will be frustrated so we are trying to have all those relationships but but with an imperfect master because we have rejected krishna but the tendency to have relationships that cannot be taken away from us and therefore we have we are reposing these relationships with imperfect masters and that's what causing the uh, causing the inability or the in- imperfection in the relationships so it is expressed through this body through the senses <clears throat> and to another body of another person so if the same things uh, is done in pure love of krishna that will be totally different but here it is lust we want to enjoy it is like this a woman in its in her natural condition she is to be enjoyed by the man and by cooperating with his enjoyment by letting him enjoy her she can also enjoy with him 
in in <clears throat> sexual intercourse but if the woman now tries to be a man like nowadays they do sometimes this this lesbian or something like this they want to be a man and they can't enjoy their 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 organ is made differently you know so similarly we are we our 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 constitutional position is to be enjoyed by krishna and in that en- enjoyment of krishna we also enjoy by while enjoying with him be we being female female and he being the only male but now we are trying to be the male and have the relationship um so that's why it is failing it will end in frustration there will be no just like when a woman and woman so called have some i don't know how they have sex but whatever they do there is no issue there is no child there is no prayojana similarly the prayojana is love of godhead so that doesn't happen um if we reject god and we you know that happiness which was gotten by krishna bhakti is not gotten with any relationship in this material world because it's a false we are identifying ourselves you know in a wrong manner so we have to play the part of the female the prakriti and be enjoyed by krishna we have to offer ourselves for krishna's enjoyment now we want to be the enjoyer we want to be the male that's our problem so if we just change this then that will be spiritual rasa otherwise we'll always try to you know there'll be no child you see so that is the point <clears throat> so similarly uh, when we enjoy ourselves there will be no enjoyment on our own but if we cooperate with krishna's enjoyment ah yes then we can have enjoyment that's why he is called govinda giver of pleasure to the senses but he will only give when we you know uh, we serve his senses then our senses will be satisfied next question by bhakta virendra does shirodh kshay vishnu exist on every shweta dweepa planet in each material universe created by garbhodh kshay vishnu question is wrong um universe is not created by garbhodh kshay vishnu universe is created by karanodh kshay vishnu and in each universe he expands himself as garbhodh kshay vishnu and yes in every single universe there is a shweta dweepa and shirodh kshay vishnu is there on each and every single in each and every single universe next question by gargali sabadas prabhu when should we make effort to try to do or do not preach to false religionists now we try to encourage them we don't if they argue then we have to argue a bit but then if they are not going to change we just leave it but if somehow or other they can especially they can be given a book that is the best preaching so try to distribute books to them you know in that way when they hear from prabhupada then they will understand all right i think that brings us to the end of the session what is the time oh wow 3 hours so there is some uh, quote here from 825 8525 so it is said that when brahma and the other demigods go to see the supreme personality of godhead in shweta dweepa they cannot directly see him but their prayers are heard by the lord and the needful action is taken so that is also there oh madhumita mataji has written something 
thank you very much for your detailed lectures today what position we are in it is by the grace and teachings of the supreme personality of godhead through the founder acharya shri prabhupad his valuable messages through his books are shading away the thick covers of our ignorance layer by layer and step by step in our lives shri prabhupad's contribution of knowledge vedic shastra is actually a powerful defense of getting of not getting puzzled or persuaded by false information from others yeah it's a very nice uh, realization you know for those of you who do not know this is um, bhakti nabajit and um, bhakti madhumita <clears throat> and we you know request all the vaishnavas to bless them so that they can become nice disciples of shri prabhupad all right thank you very much hare krishna chaitanya charitamrita ki jai shri chaitanya mahaprabhu ki jai shri gaurnitai bhagavan ki jai panchatatva ki jai हरे कृष्ण महामंत्र की जाए युग धर्म हरे कृष्ण महामंत्र की जाए अनंत गोरी वैष्णव वृंद की जाए निताय गौर प्रेमानंदे हरि हरि बोल हरे कृष्ण